Hello and welcome to a free episode day here at Capes and Junk. I am your host, John Lucero. Joining me as always, my co-host, Michael Hughes. Michael, how you, say hello to the people. Say, how are you doing? Almost broke. Oh, almost you broke almost, you almost, you almost, almost broke. ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> well, to answer your question of how I'm doing, I'm a little under the water, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it together for this. Yeah, this is uh so. For this free episode day, we are doing our year-end list, a popular thing to do around the end of the year, you know, for a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, outlets. It's a good time uh, to do those. Yes, yes. Uh, usually, you want to do them near the near in December because it is the closeout of the season, known as a year. Yeah, <laughs> none of these video game awards doing it beginning of December, like bullshit. Yeah, because you know stuff comes out in December. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, then, like, do, does that count as this year, or does that count for the next year? Yeah. If we had, if we had done this at the beginning of December, I actually my, I would not have had my number one movie on my, uh, on my list. It would because it came oh, out wow. in, De- it came out in December. Um, so, uh, we've got we've got several categories here: personal lists as well as com- a combined, uh, some combined lists. We will use we will rank. Uh, or pick a winner from, and yeah, it should be a good time. Uh, like to imagine you said rank and someone's toes curled, like, oh god, they're not going to do another one of these tier lists, are yeah, they? Yeah, no, not a tier list, not a tier <laughs> list. The so, uh, I'll, I'm gonna start us off here, uh, as the I'm the only one that has so we're gonna start off with uh, a few smaller lists that I have. Uh, so, t- so I watched a shit ton of movies this year and played a- quite a bit of games. Michael played more games than me, but I- I'm pretty sure I watched more movies than Michael this year. Oh, but, yeah, I I thought it was a very very strong year for movies, um, and we'll get I'll get to that later on in our in our show. But first, uh, because I did all those those like games and movies, you know, not I and we also read a lot of comic books this year as we started this show. Some some hobbies had to fall to the wayside, and that that was definitely TV show watching. Uh, there were several TV shows that uh, I just did not get a chance to watch. I've not had a chance to watch, and um, I uh, I still wanted to do a list, but you know, it's it's not a very. It's, I have six TV shows uh, total that I ranked as six shows that I that I've watched all the way through. Was a big was first that uh, had to have been something something I finished. Uh, and uh, felt strongly about. Uh, I want to make some honorable mentions real quick uh, before I, before I make my list. Uh, these are shows um, that I have watched. Start, these are shows that I've started watching, just have not finished or aren't finished yet. Uh, Invincible season two is only halfway done. It'll be finishing up uh, next month, month after you, this gets released in January, I believe, or early February. However, they release the episodes, I guess. Uh, but it's been good so far, uh, just like Invincible usually is. Uh, Monarch, Monarch Legacy of Monsters is a Godzilla show that just came out on Apple Apple uh, TV, Apple Plus, uh, and it's uh, it's surprisingly very good, uh, very hum- uh, even for, as for a MonsterVerse thing, a MonsterVerse TV show. Uh, pretty good characters. Uh, Harley Quinn season four. I just started watching Harley Quinn for the first time this year. And uh, I'm only in season two, so I cannot speak on season four, but it's very good. Uh, it's as good as I've heard it is. Uh, very funny. Of uh, probably, uh, it's incredibly crass and violent as well. So mm-hmm. it's not for every, not for everyone. But it's, not for me. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it is it's it's still uh, very good. And it it reminds me of like some golden era uh, Adult Swim humor, uh, which is always yeah, totally. good for me. Uh, 
And finally, Scott Pilgrim takes off, which is a show I've watched like I think half of, uh, and definitely enjoyed. It's as a we as a bit of a weirder uh, or not as a bit of a different take on the Scott Pilgrim stuff. You know, as a, mm-hmm. uh, a an alt reality telling of Scott Pilgrim, uh, where he uh, spoilers. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoiler. It's uh, actually no, no, saying just say I'm not, I'm not actually gonna do that. Uh, just it's uh, it's a different take on Scott Pilgrim, and I uh, I did appreciate some of the things they did. Uh, I thought that the, I think the second episode, uh, the uh, was particular. No, the third episode was particularly good uh, from what I've seen. But uh, it's it's well animated. Uh, I just I just don't love. I don't. I'm not. I'm a huge, uh, like Scott Pilgrim fan by any means. I like the movie, but that's about as far as I go with it. I I'm a big Spock, Scott Pilgrim fan. I don't really like the the turn they did with the whole story, but I'm also also only halfway through it, so maybe I'll come around on it whenever we get around to finishing it. Um, I I do appreciate I, again. I appreciate what they did because I personally didn't need just a full retelling of the Scott Pilgrim thing. But uh, I'm sure I know that's what that's what Michael was looking for. But I was a little more intrigued when it became not that personally. Uh, so that's just my my take on that. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also shows like Silo that I haven't gotten to that I really want to. So like yeah, there's some several shows this year that I just have not watched. All right, my list number six. Uh, also, these first three are shows I watched with my all the way through with my wife, um, uh, and she is uh, she's not she is hard to get to commit to shows. She like she will definitely fall off shows much faster than me because she is, you know, she values her time more than I do, I guess. <laughs> so uh, number six, uh, The Last of Us, uh, a very solid video game adaptation show, probably the best one, I guess. I'm trying to think of anything else that would be in, uh, con- uh, in contention. I don't think there is anything. Um, maybe Fallout next year. Maybe Fallout next year. That trailer t- trailer looked all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Uh, I think it has, I think the, I think it's the third episode is like an all-time great TV episode. Uh, it is also the, uh, it might be the only episode that's fully original, like not from anything from the game. Uh, uh, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a truly, truly an incredible hour of television. Uh, could not recommend that episode enough uh, to at least. And then the rest of the show is very, is very well made. Pedro Pascal and um, oh god, what's her name? The actress's name, Bella um, Ramsey. Bella Ramsey are great as Joel and Ellie. Uh, I think my really only complaints is that uh, I think as it because it it sticks incredibly close to the shit to the game, which is what you, a lot of people would want. But I feel like it doesn't. Um, quite elevate itself above the game. And I also think the ending is not as powerful as it is in the, in the game as well. Um, so there is that it's, but it's still very good. Uh, and I'm looking forward to season two. Cause I do prefer the second game to the first. I'm one of the minority that likes the second game more. Uh, and I'm really curious as to what they do with it. Cause it's like, there are some, there are some things that happen in the second game. <laughs> that are, I don't know how fans of just the show are going to react <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm very, very, very curious how they handle that. Um, but yeah, it's good, uh, if not spectacular. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. Also, this has been a year of you know. I feel like the weekly release is back in full force. I feel like it's like I think looking at my list, I think only, I think every show on this list except for one released weekly. 
which was awesome. You know, it's, it's something to look forward to every week. Also, much easier for for uh, me and my wife to to watch together. You know, it's like, all right, we're gonna sit down and watch an episode of this, and that's. Uh, she's not a she's not a she's not a binge watcher, so that's always that also helps too with watching shows. Yeah. Um, uh, but number the next one on my list is the only one that I that was released all at once, and that's a uh, One Piece, the live action and oh, yeah. uh, the live action One Piece. Uh, well, probably the most surprised I've been by a show the show this year. Uh, did not have high expectations whatsoever going in. Uh, the trailer did not give me much confidence. Uh, it was inc- it seemed like they it lacked color and personality. Uh, like most Netflix shows do these days, uh, and as they're all CGI green screen, but I think I I really appreciated how in how much of the anime in the manga as uh, characteristics made it into the show. They didn't try to um, like make it a little more make it more realistic or, or grounded in any way. It was all just weird, and put the proportions were all absurd and everything and it was it just like it just felt like at, at times like the manga come to life or the anime uh and uh made real so that was really cool the casting is very strong uh the action is good if but not it's no it's nowhere close to the quality of the anime action but that's just how it that's how it be you know when it comes to yeah, animation animation a lot more stuff with animation yeah, yeah. uh but yeah, I mean, it, it condensed forty-five episodes into eight and did it well. I think uh, I would not. I still wouldn't say that anime is better. But when it comes to like respecting your personal time, <laughs> I should not recommend watching the live action more. <laughs> it's uh, uh, as if you know. So if you if you feel like you uh, want to go in for the long haul, by all uh, by all means, go for it. I just think One Piece is so great that everyone should should find a way to experience it. Even though I've again, I've only seen I don't know again, I've only seen like two hundred episodes of the show, which is still a lot. They say only two hundred episodes, only two hundred. Uh, but it's like it's, it's still like, like a fifth or a sixth. Yeah, of the series. it's like a fifth of the show, I think, uh, or the or the series. I, series is better to say because it's a ongoing manga and show. Um, with an end planned soon, I believe, and if I know it was announced, I'm pretty sure it's coming up soon. Uh, so it is ending, <laughs> finally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, uh, but yeah, One Piece is great, uh, truly, truly great, and I'm glad more people got to experience that in a way that wasn't uh, the most intimidating thing you could tell someone. <laughs> so, uh, number four, Gen V, uh, a boys spinoff series. Uh, one that at times I liked probably more than I mean, the last couple seasons of the uh, the last season of the boys. Uh, I think I think we're on three, uh, or I think I think we're on three, and then four is the next one. Uh, I definitely it, it was uh, it felt more it was more personal. The characters were characters were a little more um, uh, relatable. You know, they were because uh, the boys itself. The boys proper uh, became, you know, it's uh, became more about it's became it's incredibly nihilistic. And I think that there is a little more um, nuance to to Gen V than there is in the boys. Uh, still super, still super violent, of course. So that turns you off. That's <laughs> that's not that's no different here. Uh, but uh, as I dealt with these like college students and the uh, more superhero enhanced versions of young adult issues 
uh, I think that, I think that was all uh, really really engaging uh, and surprising as well. Like you know, spin off. I'm not usually a spin off person, but this one I think uh, elevated itself uh, to make it uh, essential. Uh, number three, like Michael can talk about this one as well. My adventure with Superman. Uh, hey, I saw that, that one. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a great show, isn't it, Michael? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's uh, as one Michael and I watched uh, week by week, talked about and did a whole uh, three episode day about our thoughts on it. If you can go back and listen to that, um, uh, still feel the same. First one or second one? It was it was one of the early episodes. I think it's the second one because I think we did Blue Beetle first. Maybe oh, I don't remember. I think you're right. Yeah, it's one of the first or second free episode days, uh, and. Yeah, it's uh it's just a super wholesome um uh modern take on the Superman on the Superman storyline uh with fantastic animation and characters the the Clark Lois uh relationship relationship is wonderful. Uh yeah. It's well, it's just quality superhero stuff, which is what we love here at Capes and Junk. For <laughs> you sure. Know? Uh, number two, honestly, I, before I made this list, I thought it would be number one, but the more I thought about it, I bumped it down. I switched one and two because it went with my heart. Number two is Succession season four. Close out to uh, one of the better shows of the last few years uh, in terms of writing and direction and sets and acting and uh, the whole. It's Succession is the whole package. Uh, it's a show about shitty people being shitty to each other and uh vying for power and if you're and if you're in for if you're in for that it's uh it's a hell of a ride it's also one of the funniest shows uh i've ever watched as well just incredibly quotable uh also this uh new season was it while it was a a satisfying finale very satisfying finale but also delivered one of the um boldest uh, uh, moments in a show uh, it, with a character death that any uh, that lesser shows would have been afraid to do. It, t- it took a very confident writers' room, confident writers' room that knew what the show they were making was truly about to pull it off. And uh, yeah, it's led to also one of the like an all-time great episode of tele- all-time great episode of television. Um, truly a wonderful show. But number one, edging it out just barely. Was the Bear season two, uh, a show near and dear to my heart, about uh, uh, chefs in a in a restaurant just trying to make it. You know, it's uh, it not only is the food as a as a foodie, uh, the food is wonderful, but it's really the characters. Um, if you've heard me talk on things before, I'm a big I'm a big fan of ensembles and characters and inter- interpersonal character relationships, and I just think uh, the Bear delivers that in spades. And where the first season uh, was about them all eventually coming together to uh, create something bigger than the sum of their parts, uh, the second season uh, took the uh, bold and uh, you could you could say questionable choice of separating all these characters into their own uh, personal storylines as they per- as the show focused on personal growth as a big um, theme of the season. But and it worked. Uh, spectacularly if the season was even better than the first uh the the these solo episodes were some of their strongest they've done personal highlights one of also one of the best uh um one of my favorite uh licensed music uh uses uh 
ever too, just a, in a super in a wholly satisfying moment. Uh, also, one of the most incredibly anxiety-inducing episodes you'll ever watch uh, when at a for an episode solely <laughs> focused around a family. I want to say it's th- around Thanksgiving at a, lar- a large family Thanksgiving um, with. Uh, that you're just that you just know is gonna reach a boiling point, and oh my god, does it? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's uh, the bear is truly truly awesome, but also uplifting, positive. Uh, yeah, it's a truly truly special show, and I'm looking forward to to more. Uh, I don't know that I've even heard of this show before. It's uh it's a it's on Hulu, uh, and yeah, it's uh, two seasons in so far. Uh, and uh, yeah, if uh, if it's in, it's also a very stressful show because it's it's in a it's in a it's <laughs> in a, it's in a kitchen, uh, and it is all and it is very much in the kitchen <laughs> uh, of a restaurant. So if uh, uh, I did that, that for seven and a half years of my life, I think I'm okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a great show. It's a very special show. All right, uh, might another do might another list here really quick. Uh, just my best of Donna DC list. Oh yeah, because uh, as I read uh, Donna DC this year, my it was my first time really getting into serialized comic reading this year. It was really exciting, you know. As I month by month re- was following storylines, um, always a very daunting thing in comics. Uh, just I feel like it's very hard to to really just commit to doing that. Uh, but. Uh, so seven we here we have Titans Beast World. I've only read one issue so far. It's a it's a big event, uh, but it's, it's it's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too in, in too in depth in any of these. I just want to because there's still, a lot of them are still ongoing. Uh, but Titans Beast World is a really interesting uh, event involving uh, Beast Boy and Starro and um, uh, and a, a lot of big scale stuff. Also. Um, Amanda Waller might not be on the up and up. Surprisingly, you never. Who, no way. Yeah, who could have guessed? <laughs> uh, number six, Spirit World. Uh, really, really cool. Um, supernatural magic side of, of DC with a new, brand new character. Uh, number five, Green Arrow. An interesting uh, uh, multiversal time traveling story. Uh, that's a little, a little, a little more convoluted than I want. Uh, but it's still still fun. Number four, Blue Beetle, a uh, really promising uh, new villain. Uh, Jaime is uh, Jaime is gets a lot of good stuff. There's some good Tracy Tracy Thirteen stuff in there too. Um, so far, number three, Green Lantern, uh, just good old Hal Jordan uh, and Sinestro stuff. Uh, number two, Wonder Woman out specifically Wonder Woman Outlaw, I believe is what it's called. Is this current run where the Amazons are? Um, due to a, uh, a an incident involving one Amazon, are now ba- are um, are kicked out of the country basically, uh, and deemed uh, Ill- illegal immigrants if they stay. Uh, and uh, Wonder Woman is uh, not about that. <laughs> it's not about that. Uh, the I say uh, issue two is the standout so far in terms of just like. Um, uh, action. It's uh, what was a hell. It was a hell of an issue. And number one, Superman. Only uh, Wonder Woman's really close. I'll say. Uh, I'll say Super, Superman just because it's been going longer now. I think I think I'm on issue eight of it. I don't know if I'm caught up. I don't remember if I'm caught up. But uh, that's been really good, leading into some brainy into some interesting Brainiac stuff. I will say, uh, which is mm. fun. Yeah. 
I really so want Don- to go back to that one at some point. Yeah, Donna DC has been great. Uh, and uh, I'm look, looking forward to going back uh, next month to get more issues. <laughs> okay, Michael. Now to get you involved here somewhat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a good, good uh, list. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now this is the first of our Capes and Junk specific lists. This is our Capes and Junk Superhero Movie of the Year nominees. Okay, and to specify, these are all these are only the I only I chose only theatrical releases just to keep it um a little more um slim and focused. <laughs> and also, I included all of them. <laughs> oh god. Superhero year movie of the year nominees are as follows, Michael. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Probably not that one. The Flash. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. The, Mar- the Marvels. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Blue Beetle. Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse. Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. TMNT, Mutant Mayhem. All right, Michael. Uh, I saw three of those. <laughs> uh, so, I have seen... All of these, actually. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is possibly the worst movie on this list. I hated that movie. True, I watched that pretty recently before from recording this. Uh, finally, just got around to sat down. My wife and I watched it. Uh, I've, I'm now only, I believe, one Marvel movie from seeing all of them. I have not seen, I've still not watched The Eternals. <laughs> not, not a... Saving the best up. for last. Not built myself up for that one yet. <laughs> so uh, I'll do that. I'll do that in the future. For sure. I'm gonna do it. Uh, but boy, uh, is it a is it a brown, boring, uh, nothing of a movie? Uh, oh, it's some such a shame. Like because the the fun parts of the first two are the little person in a big world is the like whole stick. And this one takes place all in the quantum realm, right? Yes. in a little world. <laughs> and, uh, the, and it's such an uninspired design for the quantum realm. Like there's nothing. I, I literally could not name like a specific area other than Brown rock. Number seven, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Kang, uh, who's now going to be recast uh, after Jonathan yeah. Major's um, uh, <laughs> legal troubles, uh, which is a shame because I do. Uh, oh, oh, I only say a shame for the fact that I, I actually like his um, him as an actor. But if he did those horrible things, then you know, not not not, not a shame in that sense. Scandal uh, noted. Yeah, scandal noted. But as an actor, I did I do I did appreciate his work, and he was one of the stronger parts of this, even though it's still not great uh but he's <laughs> looking at this list four of these titles have to have a scandal noted <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i know right suck yeah um so yeah ant-man and the wasp quantumania is uh that's gonna that is uh not up for consider that is not a not a not a winner i'll say that <laughs> um where is the line through option uh, Shift S, I believe. Shift S. One second. Nope. Uh, Control Shift. 
this? Nope. <laughs> Dynamite right Oh God. Yeah, this is what people. This is what people come for. Um. Oh, uh, hold on. I think I got it. Nope. <laughs> the shift S would be a capital S. Yeah, that would be a capital S. Oh my God! It's early, it, people. I swear. Usually, yeah, this is the earliest we've ever recorded one of these. Usually, it's just like an option at the top, but not here. Oh well. That's that. I'm just gonna. Oops. Control Z. <laughs> do that. Just uh, like make make a red. Let's highlight it red. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alt there it is. Five. Oh, there we go. All <laughs> you right, know, that, that that tiny shortcut that everyone knows. Alt Shift Five. All right, yeah. I'm just gonna go through the ones that the Flash uh, might scandal have noted. To, yeah, scandal <laughs> noted. Ezra Miller might be a horrible, might just truly be the the worst person. <laughs> uh, also, might can, it's, might have the worst CGI of any superhero movie this year. Uh, I heard a movie that uses the Flashpoint. Uh, storyline in the least inspired way possible uh, and somehow brings General Zod back as the villain. Um, <laughs> so uh, Supergirl's in it, uh, I'm, which I'm, I'm always a fan of. I'm a, so that's there's that. Uh, I do think there I do think there is some good stuff in the movie. I'm not I don't hate the movie by any means. Um, yeah, I definitely like her design. She looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's I think I'd pro I'm probably a little more positive on it than the majority. I'm, I don't think it's good. But I do. Uh, I think I just pulled out some things that I did like from it. Like I think some of the stuff between Barry and his mom is really good. Um, Michael Keaton's great as always. Uh, but yeah, that's not yeah. a contender. <laughs> it's just another one of those movies. Like, how cool would that moment be in the movie if it wasn't blasted all over the trailers? I know. I know. Just like, just have some, just a little bit of control, like a little self control. Put those butts in the seats to counteract Ezra's oh boy. tyranny. Yeah, that was that was a. I can't believe like I can't believe they even put it out still. Like it was a. Uh, um, and uh, James Gunn really tried to sell it too when he was when he was like announcing like his the the DC plans. Um, oh, all right, uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods might be contender for the movie I forgot about this year <laughs> that, that I watched this year. Scandal noted. Scandal noted. Doctor <laughs> Levi might be a piece of shit too. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fine. It's it's uh, it's the first one's better. Um, so if you don't like the first one, you're definitely not gonna like the second one. Uh, yeah, I heard this one was pretty rough. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just it's just really forgettable. So yeah, that's not that's not up there. And Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, which I just watched, like I think the day before recording. Yeah, the day before recording this, I literally watched it yesterday. He's trying so, to get all the scandal noteds out of the way. Yeah, uh, Amber Heard, piece of shit. Uh, also, Johnny Depp, maybe too. <laughs> so uh, it's a really, really comp uh, complex, uh, which is a shame because Mira is a cool character. Uh, yeah, as and, we uh, saw she, in the trench. Yes, uh, and she does actually get some cool moments in this movie. It's just they just. Not many because she's they they cut her out as much as they possibly could, which 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 hurts the movie about involving Aquaman's son, <laughs> so baby sure. baby son. So 
but uh, uh, Jason Momoa is still charming as always. I just find him. I find him a very charming man, uh, and uh, I like him as Arthur Curry. I know that that some people, a lot of people don't. I do. It is what it is. Uh, I think Patrick Wilson uh, back as Ocean Master is great. Also, I think their um, their brotherly um, rivalry stuff is is really good. The highlight of the movie for sure. Uh, Black Manta looks great. Uh, Randall Park, um, who you like, you probably love from Quantum Leap, Michael, uh, is uh, oh, yeah. is, is is great as Doctor Shin as well in the movie. Uh, yeah, I, I was, we've been watching Quantum Leap, but I haven't seen enough of it to uh, qualify for a show list, but. Uh... I kept saying that I hope that actor gets a lot more work because he's fantastic. Yeah, he's been I think he's had a pretty, pretty good year this year. Honestly, he's been on quite a bit of stuff. Um, and. Yeah, it's it's, uh, you know, big, big superhero spectacle stuff. Um, a lot, very, a lot of expensive CGI. Uh, and uh, it's fun. It's it's fun. It's uh, it's better than the first one. Just uh, it's breezier than the first one for sure. Uh, which is, you know, it's two hours as opposed to two and a half hours that the first one is. Uh, it's also weird. It's the la- it's the it's the end of the DC EU uh, or the DC the DCU the the movie one uh, as as they move to the reset, which starts in twenty twenty five. So this is like this is the this, this is the the ten year end of what started with Man of Steel. Uh, just a really weird uh, fumble. <laughs> on that one, it's it's uh, with they're definitely standouts. Like they one like uh, Suicide, the Suicide Squad is one of my favorite superhero movies. A movie I I just I absolutely I, I think I like I like it more each time I watch it. Uh, I don't I think which is which does get me excited for James Gunn taking over this stuff because I I just like James Gunn's superhero work. Uh, I, I'm a big Guardians fan. Uh, Guardians two notwithstanding, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, but. Uh, and Wonder Woman, great. Justice League, Zack Snyder, Justice League, really good. Uh, surprisingly, really good for a four-hour movie. Uh, and uh, Blue Beetle, also good this year. And we'll talk about that one. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's the rest is just a really weird. They organize super poorly organized. A uh, lot. They wouldn't let. They didn't let directors make the movies they wanted to make most of the time. Uh, really, just a really good example of how to how um, executives can fuck up something. Um, so yeah, uh, not not a contender, but out of the movies we've talked about, it's the best one. <laughs> Sounds like a low bar. Yeah, low bar. Not not meant to be a shot. It's it's solid. It's like a six out of ten, I'd say. You know, so it's like a. Uh, all right. So uh, the only ones you so you, I give we want to talk about the ones you haven't seen, or start talking about ones you have seen, Michael. Oh, uh, we can close out DC with Blue Beetle since you just mentioned it. Yeah, Blue Beetle. You go ahead, Michael. You talk about Blue Beetle. I've been talking so much here. So Blue Beetle uh, was a uh, that was quite a surprise because it's another origin movie. But at this point, it's kind of nice to have an origin movie that's not some movie that's just connected to twenty other movies that have already come out. So it's kind of nice to start fresh with something. And uh, yeah, it's kind of baffling that DC hit one for four this year. Woof. God, did they put four out this year? Oh, they did have yeah. four out this year. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and, the, and one for four only in like quality. Like I think they all bombed. Pretty sure they've all yeah. bombed. Yeah. Uh, I th- well, actually, every superhero movie except for um, two bombed this year, uh, which would be Spider-Man and oh. Guardians. Uh, oh, did yeah. Turtles bomb too? 
Oh, sorry. No, Turtles did well. I'm sorry. Yes, I was thinking oh, of yeah. like Marvel DC stuff. You're right. Yes, Turtles Turtles did well. We'll get there. But, yeah. Uh, Blue Beetle. Yeah, Solo Solo Maraduena. I think it's I think it's Maraduena. Uh, is a is a really charming Jaime. Really uh, really well cast. I think. I I don't know if he will be Jaime in the future, or even or Jason Momoa will be Aquaman in the future. Uh, I think I I've heard Lobo is where they might be putting him. Which I think is actually really good casting. If they if that does happen, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's a I think he's basically I think he's a natural Lobo. Uh, yeah, he already looks the part. Yeah, and he and I think he's 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 his strongest performances are basically just a uh, uh, weird unhinged character. So, <laughs> the, uh, and then there's and then Solo. I I think he should probably stay Blue Beetle. I think, uh, but we'll see. Uh, George Lopez stand out in this movie as well. Uh, so, uh, not did not expect that going in. Expected to be annoyed by his his shtick. Did not was not at all. Really liked mm-hmm. his. Uh, really really liked it. Uh, great great family stuff. The also the scene where his his house gets attacked. Um, Oof, man. Yeah. yeah. I, we 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 did a whole spoiler cast on the movie, so uh, feel free to go listen to that if you want more more thoughts on it. But I, I think Blue Beetle is definitely a contender for our top for our, our yeah, top three. Totally. Yeah, we're picking. Um, I don't remember if I said, but we'll, we're picking one winner and two runner-ups for this list. Um, so, uh, yeah, Blue Beetle stays for now. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I'm gonna bring up the Marvels to cut the Marvels, uh, not because it's bad. <laughs> I actually really like. I actually really enjoyed it as a as an easy breezy fun superhero movie. Uh, I think. Captain Marvel, Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and Miss Marvel are all great. Uh, the action's good. Uh, it's funny. Like one, one of the I had, I think I had one of the funniest. Uh, Nick and Samuel Jackson had one of the funniest line deliveries in any in any Marvel movie in this one. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, I don't know. It, my wife and I just died <laughs> when it happened. It was so. <laughs> yeah, it was really it was really well done. Really great scene involving cats. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's good. I don't under I don't really understand because I, I think it actually critically reviewed pretty well, but audiences just hated it, and I don't really know why. It's uh, I mean, I have an idea, I guess, but I don't want to like just say that. Yeah, I, yeah, but it's uh, I because I mean I don't love the first Captain Marvel. I think it's I think it's decent. I know you like it more. I think I'm pretty sure you like it more than I do. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's all right. Uh, this one is I I liked it more. And also, it's got that weird thing. It's like, if you, I think it has that kind of the stink of like, do I have to watch the TV show to to watch this movie? Maybe, um, and you don't, <laughs> which is probably an indictment, an indictment on their TV shows as a whole. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Um, it's but we can cut it. Uh, so that leaves us with four. Uh, okay, so there's two here that we've both seen. Mm-hmm. And two here that one of us has seen, and the other one has not. Uh, which one do you we'll talk? I guess we can talk about the ones we both we've seen s- separately because we we know which one's going to win this. We already we know which one. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, we'll be, we're not going to beat around the bush on that one, but we'll we'll talk about that one at the end. Okay, we can. But do you want to talk about t- turtles? Do you want me to talk about guardians first? Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about turtles. I know that I'm not really the demographic anymore because they're always skewing for kids and I don't know, I guess I'm still one of those per- people that wants the 
properties to age with me instead of <laughs> staying where they are to, to capture new new hearts and whatever. Uh, I wasn't as big on it, even as some of the older fans were. I don't know why. It's uh, I feel like you and I had a big talk about it when it came out, and I don't remember what what <laughs> we established, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't I wasn't super super into Mutant Mayhem. It's got a lot of dumb humor that's even past the dumb humor that I like. But again, it's meant to be aimed at kids, so I can't fold it too much. But it's uh, uh I have no qualms cutting it for the top three. All right. Well, I guess that leaves our top three by default. Uh, I'll talk. Uh, I'll talk about Guardians really quick, just because. But uh, it's gonna. Uh, it'll come up again. But uh, it's a really. It's a really great closeout uh, for the Guardians trilogy. Uh, really, if, if I think it's maybe it's only crime is it's very long, and but I think it it earns most of that length, uh, which you know not a lot of not a lot of superhero movies do. Uh, has some truly, truly heartbreaking and upsetting s- stuff in it. <laughs> uh, I think this is. I think James Gunn pushed the PG thirteen lim- uh, movie limit as far as he could in this one, <laughs> uh, which also, is probably probably language, a, uh, language uh, violence, uh, cruel, like some animal cruelty. Uh, it's oh uh, okay yeah yeah, yeah it's uh, I mean it, the movie does have the first Marvel f bomb in it. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well used as well, I'll say. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, I'll talk about it. I can, it's, uh, I, 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 I guess I'll just talk about it now, save, save time later. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's again, a, a, in a year full of Marvel stuff that felt unnecessary, this one at least, uh, stood out, you know. Uh, yeah. it doesn't, really do much i doesn't really set up a lot for the future you know so some people that bothers some people it didn't i didn't that's not what i came to the third volume of guardians for you know i came for is as the end of james gunn's time with marvel you know and uh i think he i think it definitely contends with the first one for the best guardians movie it's probably messier for so probably not quite as good as the first one uh but it definitely doesn't like bog down uh in weird character drama that the second one does uh, for man that second one is not aged well at all. Yeah. Uh, we, I, we, we watched it pretty recently or I, we we watched it. My wife watched it for for the first time. She had not seen any of the guardian movies and she really liked the first one. And I think we felt about the same on the second one. Uh, I think the first half of guardians two is pretty strong. uh, But the second half on ego's planet is really, really slow and not great. Uh, I, I've gone on record saying that I don't like how they turned all five characters into basically five different versions of Star-Lord where everyone's annoying and loud and smarmy and cracking wise. It's like, holy shit, take a, take a, take a seat, take a breath. <laughs> Let's, not everything needs to be a joke a mile a minute because that's how you get a bunch of jokes that don't land. Yeah, and I do think it's they probably still go mile a minute in Guardians. I think it's uh, I don't know. I, th- I think the movie takes itself more seriously though in three than it does. In yeah, it. yeah. So uh, which I which I appreciate. And again, I like James Gunn's style. If you don't, you don't. But I do. Uh, it works for me. He 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 does ensemble stuff in a way I love. Uh, I love Peacemaker. I love Suicide Squad, and I really really like Guardians three. So, nice. uh, 
So yeah, th- there's our three: uh, Guardians three and Blue Beetle the runner up, and fucking Across the Spider Verse is the winner. Let's let's like, let's like, <laughs> like what are we doing here? Like uh, uh, make those like Guardians and uh, Blue Beetle. I don't know blue or <laughs> and, I love uh, that. just one of those. Bold it. There we go. And then uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's really fucking good, Michael. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> It's. Uh, I, I have more to say on it. I will bring yeah. it up on my actual yeah, movie we'll, list. We'll, we will save that. We'll save it because it's on, it's it's going to be on. It's on both of our lists. I'm curious where it's on Michael's list. Uh, but uh, we are actually when movies are the next list, Michael. So sure. uh, well, I've only got seven. So if you want to get through your your ten to eight, and then I'll jump in. Okay, uh, I'll do my honorables and dishonorable mentions really quick. If you, if sure. you, I don't know if you had any, but uh, <laughs> no, I've only had seven to make the list. So. All right. Honorable mentions. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, part one. Uh, a, a strong action movie, not as good as pa- Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, one of my favorite action movies, the previous one. I really one. need to watch that. Uh, Fallout's so goddamn good. Dead Reckoning, really good. Uh, a little... It's, I feel like this is the first one where I'm where I'm like this plot's a little too silly, you know? Uh, <laughs> they... <laughs> They say the entity probably more than any movie in the history of movies combined. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, but there is some again. Tom Cruise being a fucking psychopath with his practical stunts that he does in these movies, jump like base jumping a motorcycle off a cliff multiple times to get the right take. By the way, um, uh, handcuff learning how to drive one handed for a hand, for a scene he's handcuffed to a character in uh, <laughs> and. Uh, and then the a, a train scene right out of Uncharted Two, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's really fun. Uh, Fast Ten, uh, Jason Momoa is the highlight of Fast Ten, a movie that contain a franchise that continue, continues to eat its own tail <laughs> over and over again. Uh, but I keep coming <laughs> back for more. Uh, it's anime, it's anime cars, uh, it's stupid. Characters don't never stay dead. It's um, it's is. Is it great? Probably not. Is it fun? I have fun every time I watch one. Uh, they get they they they're definitely you know uh, losing uh, quality each time. Uh, actually, this one's probably the best one since like seven. Uh, but they're still fun. I still have a good time. I'm still in it. Yeah. For, I'm still in it for the long haul. Uh, they're never gonna touch five, but not many action movies can touch five. Uh, uh, Oppenheimer, uh, a uh, it's a Christopher Nolan ask Christopher Nolan movie uh, about about uh, men doing doing bad men doing bad things, <laughs> you know, and women being there. <laughs> so it's uh, uh, it's, yeah, female characters still not not a lot of great highlights in his movies, but uh, the scene where they test they test the nuke for the first they do the successful nuke nuke test is like. One of the all time as an all timer in terms of practical effects and stuff, it's incredible. Um, and I do, th- I think the structure and the, I mean, the performances are great. It looks great, but the, I think the structure is strange. Uh, they chose an inter- um, the setup for the movie. It's really kind of about Oppenheimer having a hater who wants to ruin his life. It's kind of like the whole idea, <laughs> whole premise of the movie. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, I probably I, uh, I liked it. 
uh, it was one of my more anticipated movies coming into the year. And again, I like it. I think it's very good. It just, you know, it, it hasn't really stuck with me. Uh, no Hard Feelings, a rom-com with Jennifer Lawrence. And I forget the actor's name, a young actor. Um, I thought you were saying No Hard Feelings to the people that liked Oppenheimer. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, it's Oppenheimer's good. Oppenheimer's good. I'm not, it's, it's definitely, it's going to get a shit ton of Oscar nominations. And it, it deserves them. It's very well made. It just didn't stick with me as much as I thought it would. Uh, no Hard Feelings, uh, rom-com, again, uh, with Jennifer Lawrence hired by um, parents to to uh, date their son before he, go, uh, before he goes to college so he can, uh, you know, uh, I believe lose his virginity, if I remember correctly. Uh, so definitely, uh, you know, it skirts the lines as close as possible to what's appropriate in a movie. Uh, but, but I think it handles this really, like, questionable premise pretty well. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it has one of the. It has an incredible scene involving Man, the song Maneater. Uh, incredibly touching scene involving the song Maneater from Hall and Oates. If you're not familiar, listen to that song. It's a, it's a, one of the best songs ever made. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's fun. It's just a. Uh, if you like rom coms, I think I definitely recommend it. You know, it's. I'm not always a rom com guy, but I do. I do love a good one. So uh, I, I mostly I like ones that you know try something. Yeah, uh, a little different. Uh, Creed mm-hmm. three, question heart. Uh, again, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Majors uh, has his whole his whole uh, legal issues going on, but he was great in this movie. He was the he. Um, it's a really good. It's a really good addition to the tri- to the trilogy so far. Uh, not as good as the first one, but not. It's only like two Rocky movies that are as good as the first Creed. Uh, so. The Marvels we talked about, and Megan, which is uh, a modern day Chucky movie, basically you know, involving an AI, <laughs> an AI robot girl. Uh, I thought it was super fun. My wife uh, did not think it was super fun. <laughs> she was there. She did not do well with dolls. I thought it because I I watched I it took I took it as a horror comedy, which it it is. Uh, but uh, it was, she took it more as a horror. Uh, and I'll just say that the scene uh, involving the song Sia or song. Uh, titanium by Sia that is oh, chef's kiss. Oh my god. <laughs> it was so funny. It, it was, I was dying when it was happening. It was so funny. Dishonorable mentions. Uh, Quantumania. Fuck that movie. Um, <laughs> uh, Love Again. One of the worst rom-coms I've ever seen in my life. About uh, uh, We saw it in theaters uh, and we just had a great time watching a terrible movie. Uh, uh, this, this lady's uh, fiance dies and then a, uh, another guy and she, and she gets convinced uh to, to text uh his number like her thoughts and feelings you know like she's talking to him and it turns out some other guy has his number now and he starts responding to her and that's how they meet um sure. <laughs> but, he, but he doesn't uh explain that to her for a very long time of course you know and then hijinks ensue uh maybe sucks um <laughs> and then leave the world behind is a techno th- techno thriller that just came out on netflix um, with an with an all star cast, Mahershala Ali, uh, Ethan Hawke, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon, um, and it is the most interminably boring, quote unquote, apocalyptic thriller I've maybe ever watched. I mean, maybe, probably worse than Bird Box in terms of me being boring, bored. Uh, Netflix does it again. <laughs> they, uh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, luckily, my. <laughs> 10 through 8, we've already talked about two of them. Uh, Blue Beetle, number 10. Uh, really like Blue Beetle. Um, and number 8 was Guardians, volume 3. Uh, and number 9, we haven't talked about yet, but 
boy, was it my maybe my surprise of the year. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Uh, just a really, really fun movie that gets the Dungeons and Dragons on a level that I didn't expect to. Like it, it respects it while also making fun of it in a in a way that you can tell that they they do enjoy some Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, also, just mm-hmm. a great, just great casting. Um, yeah, the, despite Wizard trying to shoot themselves in the foot by like all that shit with them trying to get a bunch of money out of people. Earlier this year, D&D's had a pretty good year with this movie and Baldur's Gate 3. Yes, yes, it has been. It's, uh, I think, um, uh, and I think I finally watched that movie after playing Baldur's Gate 3, because I was like, <laughs> I was in the mood for it, you know, so. So the Paladin character, whose actor's name I can't remember, I think it's, uh, it, but uh, God, he's great. Uh, the, every, every scene involving the Paladin is just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, what's your number seven, Michael? Number seven is TMNT, Mutant Mayhem. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> you've seen seven movies? Said, yeah, because I saw seven <laughs> movies. I kind of said my part on it. Just, it wasn't for me. I did not uh, did not care for it. Uh, number seven yeah. for me, um, also, a bit of a, also a bit of a surprise. I don't usually like Ridley Scott's, um, his, uh, his big epics. Usually I like his smaller stuff like Alien and Blade Runner. But I don't like I don't like Gladiator that much um, or Robin Hood. But um, Napoleon, uh, an incredibly weird epic, uh, it just because it's really it's it, it's simultaneously about Napoleon, the um, great military mind, one of the greatest of all time. And also Napoleon, the weird little um, pervert um, husband uh, and his weird uh, toxic relationship with his wife Josephine, um, played by Vanessa, Cur- played wonderfully by Vanessa Kirby. Uh, I think I like this movie more than I think the uh, I'm on the more po- much uh, further on the positive end. Uh, it just worked. For this we- the weird relationship has really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Just watching them be weird and toxic to each other, toxic to each other was just like I was just in it the entire time. I don't know why exactly. It just it just it was just it was. F- I, I did not expect going in for it to be such a so much of a comedy as it was. Uh, <laughs> I think Joaquin Phoenix's um, uh, portrayal of Napoleon is just is is lovely. He's uh, yeah, it's and the battle scenes are some of some like some of the best battle scenes you can see. Also, they're uh, in ter- just in terms of scale. Uh, there is I think the Battle of Austerlitz. I want to believe I want to say on a, on a frozen lake is a particular standout. Um, and then just like the sheer the sheer numbers of people that die is uh yeah it's it's uh it's staggering uh all right michael what's number six number six is barbie they, uh, all right holy crap that uh not where i expected that movie to go like they could have just put out some kind of schlocky hey it's barbie in the barbie world but how meta they get with it and its views on feminism and <laughs> the patriarch, like the way the way you said they'd repeat that term in Mission Impossible kind of makes me think of how often Ken says the patriarch and, and Barbie. It's a lot. Yeah. Man, Ryan Gosling <laughs> is so good in that movie. Oh, my oh God. yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> and also the worst character <laughs> like at yeah. the same time. Yeah, the the I am Ken scene really is good. Is good. It really is spectacular uh yeah. the it's a one of the one of those musical numbers that it, it's definitely one of the movies that's just gonna be like a like a cultural touchstone for a long time um mm-hmm. a movie yeah, that it's yeah 
it, it's as low on my list as it is because I felt like the plot kind of jumps all over the place. Like I wasn't sure what they wanted to do with it, but uh, mm-hmm. sure, it was still fun. It it was quite funny. Let's see, number six for me is Elemental. Um, a hey. uh, a Pixar Pixar's first, I think first rom com. I would say another rom com. Oh, yeah, more or less. Uh, yeah, uh, it's I also Pixar's maybe the smallest scale movie. You know, in terms of just like stakes, it's not. There's not really a. There's not a villain. It's. Uh, I guess the villain is. There's a. There's a like. Uh, some faulty equipment <laughs> that leads to something eventually, but. And general racism. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an immigrant story uh, and a romance combined. Uh, and I think the uh, immigrant stuff is really well is really well done. Uh, I think it making it digestible for for younger audience as well, um, while while also respecting adults, just like good Pixar always does, you know. Um, and treating basically treating all the viewers uh, uh, intelligently. Uh, and but I think the relationship between Wade and um, God, what's her name. Um, Ember, Ember, uh, is uh, just really, really fun, really good, really natural. Uh, yeah, just a really um, pleasant watch. You know, it's a and I, and not something I expected to be as high on my list when I'm going into making it. But the more I thought about it, the more I just like I pre I just appreciated the scale of this movie. You know, of mm-hmm. making it, making a kids movie. Uh, about something like something so um, personal is uh, you, we, we don't get a lot of those, you know, like the like love stories and kids movies are usually like prince and princesses, you know, so right. right. They don't have any chemistry, but they still end up together at the end. Yeah. And this movie is natural chemistry. And that's I mean, it's literally part of the, the joke. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, yeah. Also, super. Also, again, the world of the world that Pixar has always always come up with are, are always super creative, super creative. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, yeah. It's like Zootopia, seeing all the things that cater to the tall animals and the really small stuff, and you see that here in Elemental with their their different forms that the elements take. Yeah, and also tr- and also using that for um, uh, examples of racism and discrimination as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Michael, what's your number six? Hey, uh, number five. Oh, sorry, five. Sorry, number five. Hey, my number five is Elemental. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> All right, my number five is Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Martin Scorsese's latest uh, three three and so three hours and whatever minutes uh, epic of uh, oh, yeah. uh, gauntlet of a movie. Uh, he, she loves to put out. Uh, the, this one is about the um, Reign of Terror era during the 1920s uh, when um, white men were um, using uh, were killing uh, Native Americans that owned. Uh, oil-rich lands to, to take their deeds and titles, uh, and we follow um, Leonardo DiCaprio in his most one of might, might be his most vile, despicable character roles. Uh, also, dumbest. He's an idiot. <laughs> he's just a uh, uh, and Robert De Niro, one of his best roles in a long time. Uh, as they are just the worst human beings. Also, it's an interesting structured movie in that uh, I also appreciate the way they did it, as opposed to like a, a whodunit deal of like who is behind all these things. They literally show you like like it's basically crimes in broad daylight the entire time. You know exactly who's doing it the entire time, and it's just like this. 
it just makes you feel worse as you watch, as you know, as you know, these people are doing this and nothing's being done to stop them uh, until it's basically too late by the time something is done. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, Lily Gladstone is, is incredible as um, the uh, as Leo's wife. Um, I can't remember their names right now, but um, yeah, uh, just a really it's a tough watch. Not just, I mean, not, not because it's long, but because it's, you know, the subject matter is horrible. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's uh, based on a 2017 book. I want to say, I forget what it's called. Uh, that's more of a historical, uh, historic, historical retelling of the, uh, of these atrocities. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's a really, it's a really good movie. Uh, one I want to rewatch and my could go higher on my list on a rewatch. Uh, I was, it was late when I watched this one, so I, I don't think I could quite appreciate it as much as I wanted to because I, I was just tired and it's very long, but uh, it's good. Sounds like something I would hate. Yeah, I would not recommend it to you. <laughs> so, all right, Michael, what's your number four? Oh, I'm going to get shit for this. Okay. My number four, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay. Okay. So uh, I, I kind of have the same feelings that I had when we got out of Infinity War is it still only feels like half a movie, so like I've on its own merit, it's hard to rate it higher because it's it's only telling half the story. If that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, I I get. It. I think I thought I thought it told a a pretty complete. Half, you know, it's half of the story. I thought it felt. I felt like by the time it was over, I was like, this this feels like a pretty good point to to stop it. Um, uh, I had also forgotten that it was going to be a, there was already a third movie planned when it started, but when it started to get towards the end, I'm like, oh, right, this is this is a, this <laughs> yeah, is, this is the part one. Um, like, hey, we're spotted, we haven't seen them for a while. Yeah, uh, um, it's still a lot of fun. It's more Miles and Gwen, which is always appreciated. Uh, I love those characters, and uh, I'm very curious to see where the, the second part goes whenever we get it now that the fucking strike's over. Yeah, thank God. Uh, I should have said that in the beginning. Uh, it's been a great year for oh, movies, yeah. and also a great win for writers of movies this year. Finally, they got. Um, unfortunately, unlike unlike in games, <laughs> uh, they it's actually a win for the for the little guy for a little bit for, at one point in this year. But uh, a lot of atrocities this year, and it really sucks. People people need yeah. to calm the fuck down. A lot, of, a lot of great media, but also a lot of shitty things around it. Yeah, uh, uh, Spider Verse. I I like. Across better than into personally, uh, it's just a feast for the senses, and I think that's what I really come to a lot of animated movies for is just to be it's like to be for the animation. And my god, is across the Spider Verse just like it's the it's really just an example of you them going like, Oh, you thought into Spider Verse looked good? <laughs> LOL, mm-hmm. watch this, um, yeah, yeah, and all and the different art styles, the different Spider Man, like uh, Spider Punk, Kobe Brown, it gets that like newspaper art style whenever he's on screen and that's that's really cool yeah i mean they, there's hundreds of spider people at one point um yeah. all with different unique art styles and designs and there's a lot of good a lot of good jokes involving those as well uh even even like animation like the smaller scenes like there's a scene where they're uh gwen and miles are on a clock tower and she walks around it um mm-hmm. and it flips the world upside down and it's just one of the like almost motion sickness inducing just because it's so well done but it's just like it's really that small moment really just really stuck out to me, and it's as just just like incredible touches. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I've a, also it's, only seen it the one time when we saw it in theaters, so uh, 
that might change when I watch it again. But uh, yeah, maybe it could it could change it because no, have being more prepared for the you know where it cuts off at might be more. Um, yeah, but who, who knows? You know, it's I mean number four is still still a good spot. You know, it's a great movie. Uh, mm-hmm. For sure. My number four is Talk to Me. Uh, my favorite horror movie of the year. Uh, yeah, that's either a horror movie or a rom com again. Like that, yeah. could, that title could go either way. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a ghost story, uh, using the premise of loneliness and uh, drug and drug abuse. Uh, with with the but instead of a drug, it's um a uh item that lets you commune with the spirit world. <laughs> um, uh, and, Adam. Yeah, and a uh, an object of power. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, and these you know these kids uh, basically uh, at a house, more or less house parties, uh, using uh, group, communing with spirits, and then what? And the negative effects that could ha- that could have if uh, if you don't uh, stop soon enough. Uh, it also has an inc- a wonderful, en- uh, not a wonderful. It has a, a very good ending as well. A very well, a very uh, strong ending. It's just, it's also, it's less than, it's like under an hour and a half. It's, uh, it's a really, uh, it's shot well. It's the lead actress is, is, a, is she's amazing. Uh, what a performance! Great movie. Thanks. Uh, all right, what's your number three, Michael? Uh, number three is Blue Beetle. And I, all right. I think- kind of set our piece on that it's uh just a fun back to basics origin movie for a character that i knew very little about and it ended up being a lot of fun yeah i think it also i think we probably liked it even more because we did our spotlight right beforehand too I just, yeah, I yeah that helped yeah. a lot yeah blue beetle was surprisingly big part of our year this year um yeah that's yeah. A, it's a good movie mine's across the spider-verse so we can move on to and we, we talked about that we talked about that one uh, number two, Michael, what's your number two? Number two is D&D, Honor Among Thieves, which we also <laughs> talked about. That's just a fun... Fa- I'm not a big high fantasy guy, but it's definitely... Especially just watching the trailer was definitely one of those movies that I could just point to and be like, oh, hey, it's that thing. I know that. And uh, so I feel like I was pandering to in the best way, which is also going to be my story for number one, but I'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Barbie, which we talked about. Uh, it's uh, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, also, I want we didn't I didn't mention the practical sets that they do in this movie are oh yeah incredible. I love practical sets and effects. I'm a huge uh, I I I loathe loathe the death of them in modern movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my God, does Barbie go all out? Oh man, they are they look so good uh, all the time. I just assume that everything that we see in the in Barbie world and all the clothes and stuff were all actual toys at some point. Yeah, just a what? Just a really cr- crazy that an uh, intellectual property like Barbie got a movie like this. Like, this is really it's, that's just finding the right director for this. Yeah, and, uh, it's wild. Yeah, it had, my my favorite yeah. joke in the entire movie is when Barbie's having her breakdown and she's talking about how ugly she is because she's not perfect anymore. And the narrator cuts in saying, uh, note to the director, to the filmmakers, the producers, uh, Cassie Margot Robbie is not the way you make this point. <laughs> this is my wife and I had to <laughs> yeah, pause the true. movie because we we're absolutely cracking up. 
Yeah, it's really good. God, that movie's so funny. Uh, I think we talked about it <laughs> off air, but Kate McKinnon is great as well as Weird Oh, Barbie. yeah, totally. Um, yeah, uh, Ken, all the Kens, Simu Liu, it's also good, not just um, Ryan Gosling, who is the standout of the movie, in my opinion, and probably most people's opinions. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And then uh, uh, the one Ken, the mermaid Ken cameo, yes. he yeah. uh, <laughs> was not originally cast, but he begged to be in the movie, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that's I don't good. Know what also, spoiler it is. Michael Michael Sarah as Alan's also great. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, I I just had something lost. Oh, I also I own a I am Knuff hoodie now. By the way, the fantastic. yeah, uh, I've worn it several times. It's yeah. All right, Michael. What's your what's your number one? Who pandered Ooh. to you the most this year? <laughs> Real quick, before we get into that, I'll talk, touch on a couple of uh, movies that didn't come out this year that I probably could have filmed. My oh, list awesome! With. Uh, we watched Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. Well, I mm-hmm. did. Uh, those were a lot of fun for baby people like me that don't like horror movies. They are perfectly accessible and introduce time loop mechanics into both of them, and they end up being a lot of fun. And uh. You can go listen to that episode, the multimedia failure episode we did in the first one back in yes. October. Yeah. Our Halloween episode. And you can also listen to an episode in this other one. Uh, John and I watched Dragon Ball Super Superhero. <laughs> what, uh, and, and, uh, I think it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> so intuitive. Yeah. Uh, that movie caught me way off guard at how much I enjoyed that. Holy shit, that was a lot of fun and super funny. But uh, we droned on about that for a while in that episode. So you can go listen to that. Yeah, that's uh, that movie's the best Dragon Ball movie. It's so good. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it would. It would. It would also be on my my list this year as well. If it was if it came out this year, <laughs> yeah. pretty high. Um, All right. My number one is the uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like <laughs> my kid, that movie is more fun than it had any right to be like the storytelling's not perfect. It's pretty basic by the numbers plot, whatever, but it did all that pandering in just the right way is more of, I can point at the screen and be like, Hey, there's the, the, the music box from Mario brothers three. And this music's from this place. And that was just a lot of fun. And, uh, I'm really anxious to see where they go because apparently Illumin- there's a rumor that Illumination has pitches to make multiple Nintendo movies and then build into a Super Smash Brothers movie and holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the When I was making this list that, that movie was definitely a contender for oh god that came out this movie that you came out this year right? <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah that was for me. Uh, it's good. I uh yeah, it's it didn't it was it was not making my list, but it's good. Um, I'm glad I'm yeah, glad you loved it as much as you did. For sure. Um, I think my wife and I saw that in D and D in the same day, and I was higher on Mario, and she was higher on D and D. But that's a a good double double feature. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good that's a good double feature. Uh, I, we did the Barbenheimer thing. Oh <laughs> yeah, is, of course. Yeah. Which was a which was a good which was a good double feature. We did Oppenheimer and then Barbie, which was I think the right choice in, in order. Um. All right, my number one is Godzilla minus one. Yeah, the only movie on this list I have seen twice this year, and both times were in theaters. Um, my God, Michael, what a what a movie! Oh man, uh, it is. I it's pro it, it's already a strong contender for the best Godzilla movie, uh, ever. 
Um, it does not only does it have a great Godzilla, uh, uh, a great Godzilla as a as a villain in this one, um, with some, with some incredible incredible uh, scenes of destruction and um, and mayhem, but also it's the it's the human aspect of this movie that really really uh, brings it because uh, you know human characters in kaiju movies aren't always the strongest or even worth mentioning um but the uh the 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 personal struggles of uh, the main character who is a uh a, a, so this movie takes place at the after world war II, immediately after world war ii um in a post-war japan uh reeling from the the bombings and stuff he was a he is a kamikaze pilot who uh on his mission who uh is basically dealing with survivor's guilt um, throughout the movie, um, with when he has a surrogate family that he that he uh, meets uh, through their through their shared shared struggles during this their this, their post war lives, um, and they're and yeah, it's it's just one of those like it's like the perfect blockbuster, you know, in terms of it's got the it's got everything you want from the big action to the small. Um, the small character moments uh, and its climax is one of my is already one of my favorite movie climaxes uh, just fist pumping you know just like ugh. really it's a really special movie a movie that'd be my number one in many years uh, movie that I'll probably probably um, talk to people about for, for a long time it's a uh, yeah I I did not definitely one I, I'm gonna have to check out yeah I mean I hope you like it whether you do or not I mean uh, I don't I don't know if you will or not uh, mm-hmm. But it's probably the first Godzilla movie ever that I would literally just recommend to anyone. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it you do not have to be a Godzilla fan to watch this movie. Uh, whether you like it or not is a different story, obviously. But it's definitely the first one. I'd be like, yeah, give it a shot. It's because it, it's that goddamn good. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving on, we've got. Um, Four more categories here. <laughs> this this next one is pretty short. Uh, it shouldn't take too long. Capes and Junks. This is an arc reaction of the year nominees. <laughs> Number we have Spider Verse, Green Lantern, Rebirth, Aquaman, The Trent, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, Volume One, Exiles, One through Six. So this is based around our arc reaction, which is probably our main. Um, episode format we use here at Capes and Junk. It's our first one, so it really started the whole concept where we mm-hmm. read a comic arc uh, and uh, talk about it afterwards. Uh, so, Michael's already highlighted the winner here. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I'll say, uh, so Alan Moore Swamp Thing, Volume 1, which I'll just say Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing uh, took, uh, grabbed us both this year. I uh, can't believe it grabbed Michael. Uh, yeah, but, it's, but man, it's just one of those like it's 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 one of the man. This is a classic for a reason, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. this is, yeah, it's the oh, a storyline that probably uh, will define the define that character for the rest of time, most likely. Uh, just like it and also like, man, the art in that. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Just yeah. the, the fact that all that shit's hand drawn and just any panel with uh, Swamp Thing himself in it is just. Holy shit, I can't believe they did this. Yeah. Um, what do you think our two runner-ups should be? 
<laughs> not Aquaman the Trench. Yeah, that's our. That's definitely the the worst work we read this year. Uh, I know I would put Green Lantern personally. Yeah, it's because I love I love uh, that I love that run. Honestly, the other one yeah. I would cut of these is probably Spider Verse. Me too. Uh, All right. Yeah, that was yeah. That I think Exiles. I liked Exiles more than Spider Verse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess we're gonna touch on those real quick. Green Lantern was fun. I like the way it's clearly building to more, but it's also the reintroduction of Hal into the the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, Exiles is. Exiles X-Men crossed with Quantum Leap. Um, yeah, and uh, I originally picked it because I wanted something lighter, and it is not that, but it's still... It's fun, Super still. fun. Yeah. yeah, like, it's it was still fun, at least, you know, that which is... which is, You got that, <laughs> so there's... Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it was definitely the surprise out of all of these, in terms of how much, how much we enjoyed it. Uh, all right. Congrats to Swamp Thing. Um, yeah. All right, uh, capes and junks, dorks of the year, <laughs> or sorry, dork of the year, nominees. Cult of the tree from Alan Wake Two. This is a flonk fucking list. Hose of strapping. Chai, Hi-Fi Rush, Johnny Cage, Mortal Kombat One, Leon S. Kennedy, Resident Evil Four, Frey, Forspoken, Salaz- Lord Salazar, Resident Evil Four, Booster. Super Mario RPG, Alan Wake, Alan Wake 2, Superman, both from Justice League Cosmic Chaos and <laughs> My Adventures of Superman, um, <laughs> Everyone and Lethal Company, Shadowheart and Lysel doing anything together, Luke, Street Fighter 6, Modok, Quantum Mania, Edgen Darvis, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Simon the Sorcerer, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Rudy Reyes, Blue Beetle, Barry Allen, The Flash, Ben Riley, Across the Spider-Verse, Ken, Barbie, Neil Fack, The Bear, Jimmy Olsen, My Adventure Superman, Kendall Roy, Succession, Weird Barbie, from Barbie, Gideon Graves, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, Bowser, Super Mario Brothers, The Movie. All right, we gotta start cutting, Michael. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. I'll cut. I'll cut. Uh, Neil Fack and Kendall Roy really quick. I just wanted to mention them. Neil is um, uh, uh, Matthew. Oh my God! It's, I, I just forgot his the actor's name. He's a he's a lovable dork in the Bear. I don't want to drag this on too long, but uh, we can we can cut him. Just wanted to mention him. He's uh, he's awesome. Um, oh, Maddie Matheson. Sorry, yeah, Maddie Matheson, who's one of the. Uh, pr- Creators slash producers of the bear as well. He has a small. He put him. He has a small role in the movie. Um, he's wonderful. Kendall Roy, uh, just the the biggest dork uh, character. He the guy that uh, the the guy that tries so hard to be the cool guy and it just oh, yeah. it just yeah yeah and he thinks he's the cool guy all the time and talks like he's a cool guy but he's I'm most sure for this list for sure. Yeah, if you had watched it, I think uh, he would definitely be a very, very strong contender. Um, but we can cut him just because it's it, that would be that would be just me. Um, we yeah. Can figure, yeah. Uh, I'm cool cutting Booster is like he's just a big man child, but he also doesn't get a whole lot of screen time in Mario RPG. Yeah, yeah. See, um, <laughs> he's got he does have so 
Did you ever beat it? That game? Uh, I have beat it before, but I have not beat the, the new one. Okay. But, uh, so yeah. the new one adds some new content in the post game, and you go back to Booster Tower, and he's got one of my favorite lines in, in anything, and it's just. Oh, shit. What was it? I took a screenshot. My camera. He's just like, well, 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 it's people. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> God. Uh, anyway, um, that game is very just... funny. Yeah, uh, definitely. All right. Um, Gideon Graves. Uh, I think he's a huge dork in in this new one, in the new Scott Pilgrim, especially just because. But uh, he is, you know, nothing special. Yeah. Uh. Bowser is a simp for Peach in the movie, but uh, he, has a, he has a song that's probably going to get an Oscar nomination. Oh my um, God. Yeah, because of course it's Jack Black. Did you see yeah. he wants to make the sequel a musical? No, I did not. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't want to hear Chris Pratt sing. <laughs> I'd probably have someone else sing it for, for his voice. <laughs> um, Frey from Forspoken. Neither of us played Forspoken. I so. played like an no. hour of it. It's uh okay. <laughs> like it, it did not make my top ten, believe it or not. But as far as weird games that no one talked about that came out this year, that kind of follow the same formula. I had more fun with Atlas Fallen than Fre- than uh Forspoken, but uh Frey got a lot of flack for that trailer either late bad, last year or early this year. It was a bad year. trailer. It was a bad yeah. trailer. Where she's talking like a a, a dumb millennial, but uh, yeah, I'm fine cutting her just because we don't have a lot of experience with the character. Um, we can cut Shadowheart and Lysel because they're they're very. I think it's too specific, but when they're yeah. together, when they're together, their banter is really good. I, a <laughs> lot of their banter is really good because they hate each other. <laughs> I came across the Necronomicon and uh, Shadowheart's like, "Wow, that looks really dangerous." Hey, why don't you go open it and I'll stay back here talking to Lysa? <laughs> oh my god! Jesus. Yeah, that, Baldur's Gate is a very is a very funny game. Uh, <laughs> intentionally. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. Luke from Street Fighter Six is a dork, kind of forgettable though. As even yep. as a dork, yeah. The 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 player insert character he does yeah. his job better than Cole did in the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, of recent I, years, I at least would, would remember his name if asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, sell me on, sell me on Modok and, and oh my god, uh, I don't. Have you seen what he looks like in this movie? Unfortunately, and it's just the character from the first Ant Man, right? The yes. yellow jacket. Yes, uh, who has been turned into Modok because I don't know fucking know why they would do that. Um, and then just stretches CGI stretches his face across <laughs> the suit in the might he might be the worst looking character in any Marvel movie, but he is the worst looking character in any Marvel movie um, of the MCU at least. And oh, it's yeah, one that's, of the that's real dumb looking. Yeah, it's uh he. he uh, he also has one. He's like he's trying not to be a dick at one point. Like he has a scene where I'm not. He's like I'm not a dick or whatever. Or I am a. Di- I forget. I guess the movie sucks. Um, we could probably cut- like. I feel like he had some famous line where he seems to think he's one of the Avengers for some reason. Yeah, he does. I just don't remember that movie well <laughs> enough. To, even though I relatively watched it relatively recently. Um, we can cut him. I think he is a contender, but I just I don't have the the. Yeah, the will to, to argue for him because it's just it's so bad. 
Um, all right. What about what about any of these four at the top? You wanna you think we should get? Um, Leon is an all time dork. He is. I don't know if he's yeah. Much, I don't know if he's much of a dork in this one as he is in the original one though. He's definitely a capable dork. Yeah. I feel like uh, someone like what the hell's his name from Code Veronica? Steve kind of embodies oh, a dork yeah, more. Steve. Oh yeah, Steve's a, Steve's a, <laughs> one of the greatest dorks ever created. Story about that. <laughs> <laughs> feels God. like he's out of a different game. He's, oh man, he's so dumb. Yeah, good. Yeah, good Leon's too much of a badass to be a dork. Um, oh, we can uh, cut, I, we can, oh, good, good. I can cut Superman. I really wanted. <laughs> so he's supposed to play Nolan North in Cosmic Chaos, and the, the opening cutscene, uh, Mister Mixie. Is the villain? He shows up, voiced by Master Shake from Hunger Force for some reason, Aquatine Hunger Force. Oh, so it's okay. really jarring. <clears throat> he shows up and he gives them the uh, the whole Ghostbusters select the your your doom. And Superman uh-huh. starts thinking about pretzels, so he turns everyone into pretzels. And Superman says, "Sorry, pretzels are my kryptonite." And Batman says, "Kryptonite is your kryptonite." And it uh, <laughs> it really got me. But uh, yeah, he's just. Over the top Superman in that, so he's oh, I'm the best. And, yeah. What about Superman from My Adventures, Superman? He is a dork. He's meant to be awkward, though. Plus, mm-hmm. he is pretty much masking the fact that he's Superman. Yeah, uh, he's definitely a dork, but not, not strong. Not strong feelings about it, though. No, I think Jimmy, as we have on this list, Jimmy was the bigger dork in that series. Yeah, he, I don't know if he would hang. I don't know if he hangs either. No, he yeah. calls himself the Firebird, and he does dark reporting on like crypto people. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, not fucks the term cryptozoology. That kind of Crypt, shit. Uh, yeah, um, cryptologists, uh, cri- um, cryptids. You know, yeah, yeah, that. There you go. We yeah. got there. Um, yeah, we can cut him. I had one. I wanted to. Uh, we can cut Alan Wake. He is. He is a huge dork, and like they, some of the, some of the FMV stuff they do is very funny and fun. But uh, um, I don't think I don't think he's quite what we're looking for. Yeah. Talk to uh, talk to me about Lethal Company. Okay, uh, Lethal Company is the funniest game I have, one of the funniest games I've ever played in my entire life, and it's all incidental. And by everyone, I mean the people playing it, the people playing Lethal Company, because not all the run, it's the running animation, it's the ragdolling when you die, it's the. Um, it's the company ejecting you out of this out of the ship if you don't make quota and then it says you're fired at the end um and yeah it's i don't it's the proximity chat i don't know if it's if it's quite dork of the year just because it's literally like people but man is it is it funny so we can cut it (laughs) we we, but uh yeah uh all right uh we can cut barry allen because ezra miller doesn't deserve any awards um Biggest piece of shit. Um. Okay. Uh. Who, what about Chai? Chai is a dork. But Chai we is a. We dork. did not. We we played a decent high fi rush on us on stream, but we didn't. Yeah. Neither, neither of us finished it. He's an immediate standout. 
character. I mean, he's the main character, but he's also paraded as a dork right up front where he thinks he's hotter shit than he really is, and people are not shy to call him out on it. Yeah. Um, uh, I kind of want to leave him on for now. Okay. Like he's a he's a giant fucking dork. Um, we can cut weird Barbie because that's not the that's not the biggest dork from Barbie, and she's she's a little cooler than than just a dork. But uh, yeah, the the biggest dork is uh pretty obvious, and I think he stays. Oh yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Ken Ken definitely stays it for now and probably for a while. Um. Ben Riley is he is is there enough of Ben Riley is a humongous dork in that movie is there enough yeah, there for him to hang he's kind of like Booster he's definitely a giant dork but does not get a lot of screen time and they just decided that he was going to be a brooding guy because of his tragic backstory and that was going to be his personality which is super funny and he, yeah, yeah the, he might not the, be what the, we're looking for those bits are very good uh no. Uh, I've got two D and D characters here: Edgin Darvis and Simon the Sorcerer. Uh, Edgin being the main character, and he's a he's a dorky. He's the bard, and he is like a confident, uh, confident but dorky. I think you know. Mm-hmm. He's uh, Simon the Sorcerer, probably the stronger choice of the two. What do you think? Yeah, but uh, I don't think either one of them quite catches up to some of the other people on this list. Yeah, we can cut both of them. Both great though. Both great characters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Salazar. Do we think Salazar takes on this list? Uh, he's just kind of that mustache twirling villain. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's the. He's a, He's a, he's Napoleon, but not. <laughs> he's like. Uh, and he's got. He's got. Mister Kennedy. He's got a great voice. Um, he's still probably dorkier in the original one than he is in the new one. So we can cut him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fucking Leon's. Where's everyone going? Bingo is just still an all time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what a dork. Okay, Johnny Cage. I think is a. I do think is a pretty strong contender. He, the constant. Not only does is he you know his Johnny Cage self. He also makes so many movie references all the time in this, which is just a really dork thing to do. He's like, uh, from the Predator to Terminator, um, and he's also like, but he's also got like a heart of gold, which makes him even more of a dorky dorky character. Uh, his, yeah. his his bromance with uh, Kenshi is really good in Mortal Kombat 1. Um, ooh, Rudy Reyes. Yeah, so George Lopez... George Lopez's character in Blue Beetle is a dork, but he's also just kind of loud. And uh, he talks about how the government's coming after everyone, and he's kind of this conspiracy theorist. He is a fun character in that movie. I... Don't know that he's quite what we're looking for here. Okay. So, I think Ken is a lock for the top three. <laughs> if not, if not the, the if top. If not top. the winner, yeah. Uh, the only one we haven't talked about yet is cult the, cult of the, tree. Of the Tree. The Cult of the Tree is the is the the, the villainous cult in uh, Alan Wake and Bright Falls uh, that wear deer masks and run around in the woods and um, or leave behind cult stashes with notes and and complicated codes to get them open that pisses off everyone and invo- all the other cult members involved and asking why do we have why are these co- why do we have these codes uh why don't we just use keys and then like it's like we're like saying they're someone saying oh your code wasn't hard enough i had to make it harder uh <laughs> or, or leaving notes saying please uh please 
leave this stuff for cult members only. <laughs> Colt's dad just because people have been breaking in and taking this and just taking their stuff all the time. Uh, and it seems like so many of the townspeople are actually involved. And uh, the more you get to know them, is that the, like the Cuscula, the Cuscula brothers are these two. I think they're Swedish or Finnish. I don't remember. Uh, uh, greedy brothers who make who have thousands of get rich quick schemes that they that you get to watch commercials for. Like they created an amusement amusement park called Copy World, um, uh, and those people are. Uh, it's I don't I don't know if I can sell you enough without spoiling this game for you. And I don't want to do that. Uh, well, but, I'm gonna make gonna make a a power move here and see what uh, you think about it. Okay. Well, if I could push the right buttons. What do you think about that? <laughs> okay, I, I think I, re- I respect that move. Okay, what? Did, what? What? Tell, tell people what you did, Michael. <laughs> Johnny Cage is kind of, as you said, one of the all timers, and I feel like if we put him on this list, he's going to be on this list every time he's in anything, any new Mortal Kombat comes out. So now presenting Capes and Junks, Johnny Cage's Dork of the Year nominees. This is this is his category now. <laughs> like, I I, lo- I love it. Uh, which leaves us with three now. Uh, we have Ken, Chai, and Colt of the Tree, and I think Ken wins, Michael. It's got, it's got to be Ken. Yeah, Ken. I mean, the whole concept is he's a humongous dork who who uh, discovers <laughs> the patriarchy when he goes to the real world and <laughs> brings it back to Barbie Land, uh, all because he just wants Barbie to notice him. Yeah, um, yeah. His whole yeah. personality is he wants Barbie to to, to look yeah. at him. Also, he's surf. He all he does all he knows is surf. Um, or beach. Sorry, beach. Kind, only kind of. Beach. Oh yeah, he, he, he beaches. He, he beach. He's a, he's beach beach can. So all he, he, all he knows is beach. Yeah, don't uh, don't talk bad about him, or he'll be ready to beat you off right here. Yeah, the well, the beach off joke. The beach off joke shouldn't be as funny as it is every time they say it. <laughs> it really is. Like they yeah. go on it way too long. It's like, well, if you're gonna beach him off, you're gonna have to beach me off too. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Good All right. Yeah, so Ken is our winner with Chai, My Fair Rush, and, Cult of, and the Cult of the Tree um, as runners-up. Not uh, quite the picks I expected, but uh, I'm quite happy with this. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. All right, <laughs> uh, Michael, game of, the, game of the Year time. Yeah, the big one. All right, uh, we can do our honorable... I have honorable and dishonorable mentions. Um, I don't know if you have those as well, but... Uh, uh, I have... Yeah, I've got some some mentions. Okay. Um, I'll do I'll do dishonorable really quick. Um, first up, I only have two. Uh, Redfall, really disappointed in Redfall. Uh, as someone who got really into a big vampire show this year, the vampire, the big vampire game being being not good was disappointing. Uh, and then Stray God, the role playing musical, a game I went from not caring about to caring about to being disappointed in. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, to like yeah. super caring about to just yeah. oh yeah yeah. Uh, we uh, we streamed speaking, that game. Speaking of, yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of your vampire show, where would Buffy had fallen on your list had it come out this year? On my show's list? Yeah. Oh, uh, probably number one, just because of, wow. as a. But I mean, that's that's a little. It's a, as a complete as a complete. I watched the complete a complete series, so it's a little different. Right. But um, yeah. Uh, Buffy is just like one of the going to be the one of those like franchises that I'm just like fully invested in now. So I think that's yeah, I'd have to go number one on Buffy. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we, we streamed Stray Gods at one point, uh, got invested, then I played it and got less invested. (laughs) So, 
Oh, well. All right, Michael. Do you have any dis- dishonorable mentions or just honorable uh, mentions? Not really. I just kind of have mentions just all cat- <laughs> all together. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. The the lowest one I have to talk about is probably this. Is, yeah, it's already on your list. Um, <clears throat> so, my other mentions. I have Killer Frequency. It's not a game I actually played, but I watched an entire playthrough of it. That's the one where you're the, the radio DJ and the police have to forward the 911 calls to you. And it's all about this, this serial killer, the whistling man. And uh, mm-hmm. you're trying to help people avoid him through phone calls using the tools that you have in the radio station. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's an interesting little game. I've cool. got two retro throwbacks, Gravity Circuit and Bat Boy. <laughs> uh, Gravity Circuit is kind of like Mega Man Zero. Those games, it's a uh, you know run through a stage and beat eight robot masters, but not. Uh, Bat Boy is a game where you run through stages and beat eight robot masters, but not. But it's Shovel Knight, except you use a baseball bat instead of a shovel. It's sure uh, uh, Shovel Knight's great. <laughs> yeah, Bat Boy is actually a lot of fun. I got, I didn't actually finish. I got way to the end, but uh, basically the uh, the tower from Shovel Knight, I got there to to Bat Boy's equivalent. But all the bosses are your other friends who are all in sports clubs, and you all moonlight as sports theme sports theme superheroes, and you basically have to fight their them as uh, brainwashed versions of them. And then they give you new abilities when you defeat them. It sounds like a thing you'd be into. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's fun. It, yeah, it's yeah. Mega Man meets Shovel Knight meets, you know, whatever. Yeah, Ninja it's baseball a, Batman. You could really say those two things and then whatever the fuck afterwards. And you'd be like, yeah, right. like all right. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be in. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Justice League Cosmic Chaos was a fun time, but it uh, obviously meant aim towards kids. So it uh didn't have the uh, the wheels to keep going for me. And then uh, the only one that I have on my list that's not already on yours is Shia. Is a game is oh, a yeah. very small dev team and unfortunately it kind of shows. So the game has a lot of heart. You can possess anything in the world which is always an easy selling point for me. But I found out pretty early on that the amount of things you can best possess is still pretty small and I feel mm. like there is never anything around when I needed it. I like I would be stranded in the ocean and there would be no fish. But uh I I I hope it does well. I would love to see the devs continue with this idea with uh with a higher budget. It won a game award, so I don't know, but that might help. Oh, did know. it? Yeah, it won best uh games for impact, I think is what it won, but I don't remember. Ooh. It won a award, um, uh, which I was a little surprised about. But that was cool. Yeah. Um, all right, honorable, honorable mentions. You want me to go, or do you want to? Yeah, I know yeah. Go ahead. Some, and I'll, yeah. I'll just chime in when you get to the other. Uh, guess the game is a game that came out last year. Technically, it is is a Wordle Wordle knockoff spinoff dealio, uh, where it's just six gives you six screenshots of a game, uh, and you have to guess what the game is. Uh, and I played I play it every day. I play. I, I've done. I've also went back and did all the other ones. I think we're in the we're in the in the high five hundreds right now. Five seventy something. I think. 
Um, yeah, and it's just like a nice little ritual I do every day. Um, and I'm, I think I've only missed like twenty something. I don't, and I, I, I play it. I play it with honor, you know. So, and the, I think the ones. It's only been like one or two I missed. I'm like, I can't believe I missed that one. But some the ones I missed are usually just like I've never heard of this game or I've never seen this game. So I never. Oh, no it's, it's a it's a browser thing. I was looking through the app yeah. store. It's like, why is it yeah. here? Yeah, it's a, definitely it's a browser thing. I thought I mentioned to you before. If I hadn't, you should hundred percent think so. Like, yeah, this is game. like yeah. <laughs> you said that. I immediately yeah. started looking for it. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for having mentioned it before. But yeah, I play it every morning. Um, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's my it's my it's one of my rituals. Uh. And you can go back and play all of the previous ones. So yeah, that's also, awesome. Yeah, they've added, they've improved on it th- throughout the year too with just different things. Like they added, like you can see the percentage of who get who got which which screenshot percentages of which screenshot gave people the answer the most. Um, and now it lets you know if you get the franchise correct, but not the but not the game correct. Yeah, I'm uh, doing the first one. It's being a real dick about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's super fun uh and it's like it yeah it just like uh, makes makes me mad whenever we did uh arcade pit we never got the trivia stuff yeah because <laughs> oh, yeah. i'm very i'm very good at trivia a, a game i don't trivia. think we we probably should have talked about that on the uh the 12 days of of caves uh, oh, oh well. yeah oh well yeah uh tears of the kingdom legends of the tears of the kingdom uh a game that i put like probably tw- 15 to 20 hours into uh, and I think it's great, uh, but I just am not in the mood for that for uh, that size of Zelda game right now, or maybe ever again. I don't know. Breath of the Wild is my favorite Zelda game, but uh, I felt like that was a one time experience I wanted, uh, and uh, I just I'm also not I don't like I'm not I don't love building stuff. It was fun. It's fun. It was fun to build stuff in Tears and fun just and then to send through things and like all the powers are cool. It's an incredibly well-made game. It deserves all the praise it gets. I just like not what I was looking for. It was not. I'm not. I just was not in the mood for it this year. So yeah, I, t- I totally. I'm with you. I played it for like five hours, and it does some cool things, but I it lost steam real quick for me. Okay, I'm gonna close this because I'm just gonna keep playing Guess the Game. Yeah, I, I was thinking we, we could just stream you playing Guess the Game at one point as well, if you. <laughs> didn't, but because uh, that was so also going back through the old ones, I've probably forgotten some of them too. Uh, uh, number three is just a picture of a tree, and it's a game I played for probably 15, 20 minutes. Still got it in one guess. The game you get, the times you get the one guesses, which I, I, it tells you like the percent, like how many you've gotten in each like number of guesses. Uh, and I think three is my most my highest but one and two are also pretty high the the one guess ones are like and also when you're like i think this is this and you get it you're like fuck yeah i'm a goddamn yep. genius that's yeah. what i just went through <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> also you're like i play way too many video games yeah uh, yeah uh of p honorable mention uh it's oh, yeah. pinocchio, pinocchio pinocchio dark soul pinocchio bloodborne to say uh did not get as deep into this game as i wanted but it's really well made might be my favorite non from souls game that's been made it's really really good surprise it's crazy how good the pinocchio uh, souls like is uh but here we are also apparently the the tease for the sequel is hilarious and i i do want to i do want to know what the uh what they're going with for the sequel to lies of p uh at the end of the game uh armored core 6 a game i put probably 10 hours into uh it's just that's just one of those game ass video games it's just fun to like um, build your makeup and take out stuff. Um, uh, I think I'm. I think I just. I forget what came out around the same. Maybe Mortal Kombat. I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's good. 
I had Dread. to look up the, the Liza P sequel tease and holy shit, what the fuck are they going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, send it to me on, on Discord. I'm, I'm just curious now. I didn't, oh, I didn't do you know. not know what it is? I don't know what it is. I was like, oh, I, might, I might finish it, but yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, while you're doing that, uh, next up is Dredge on my honorable mentions. I don't know if you had that on yours or if it's on your list. I know you played uh, Dredge. That um, is on my list. Okay. Uh, Dredge is cool. Uh, fell off it a bit, but I, I do love the horror, horror, uh, the Lovecraftian stuff going on, and the loop's great. It's uh, it's cool, a very cool little game. Uh, we'll let, I'll yeah. let Michael talk more about it on, on his list. Uh, the finals just came out super recently. It's a three v three v three multiplayer game on uh, that's free to play, um, and it's super. Uh, uh, it's pretty. It's very straightforward classes uh, with. Um, Light, heavy, light, medium, heavy. Uh, I, I do the light class with the grappling hook, and I, I use a sniper rifle. Um, and it's also got full destructibility of the environment. Uh, and the whole, the whole, the whole thing is you're trying to uh, steal a bank vault, and uh, the other teams are trying to stop you and steal it instead. Uh, and uh, the rounds are fast. The also there's only four maps, but there there's. Um, dynamic effects that can take place in each map beforehand like they, that'll change it going in like uh the las vegas map uh, a sandstorm will have blown through and it'll be covered in like sand dunes and stuff so it's a it's like a whole oh, different neat. experience yeah it's a really cool game um it's uh i hope it does well i don't i don't know how well it's doing uh but it's uh yeah the destructibility is super fun um and it leads to a lot of fun uh just like synergy between the characters uh yeah it's very fast i'll say that too um yes. Uh, Diablo Four. I think I liked it more than you. Um, yeah, yeah, which is a a shame because I know you uh you Diablo Three is one of your all time favorite games. Um, yeah, that was that was one of the other two I had on on my mentions list. Is it's wild that a year that Diablo Four came out that it's it's not on my list just because I was not into it. But I kind of figured going in as much discourse. One second, as... sorry, I just I just saw you. <laughs> Your message? Oh my god! Is that thing or what? Oh hell yeah! All right, I mean, they pulled off with Pinocchio. They could do that. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, Diablo Three has a lot of discourse. People don't like how colorful and the changes they made to the leveling up and shit. So I knew that Four wasn't going to be anything like that. But still, it's disappointing that it. uh, I didn't like it. Yeah, I much. The always online stuff is a weird choice. Um, oh yeah, that too. And uh, apparently, apparently, some of the like the the changes they made to the game and the microtransactions and some of the season stuff hasn't been hasn't been a hit. But um, I thought the core game there was still fun, like uh, as a as a single player experience. Like I I only did the first act, but I had a, I had a good time just wiping out enemies as a necromancer, blowing up bodies. To it's uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely lizard brain satisfaction, you know. Yeah, but, uh, like. I don't Strange, know. I like... this, the open the this, the open world thing is a weird choice. Also, yeah. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Uh, I don't remember. It wasn't important. Yeah. It was more uh, complaining. Yeah, we played in co-op too. That was fun. But most things. Oh were, yeah, yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, co- most things in co-op, but co-op become extra fun by the nature of it. But uh, uh, Hi-Fi Rush, we we streamed. Uh, what a what a cool game. Um, yeah. Wish I'd put more time into it. Probably might have made my list if I did. Uh, but 
just like the rhythm, the everything bouncing to the beat in the environment. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the soundtrack's good. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a really fun, cool game. It's, it's on my list for next year for sure. Yeah, and finally, honorable mention, very on, uh, party quiz, a game <laughs> probably only myself, Michael, and our wives have played <laughs> that are listening to this. Uh, it's just a it's a weird. Uh, Jeopardy with uh that has a uh, Steam Workshop created um uh questions yeah. uh which lead to just like some of the weirdest things you've like what is like saying what is this to a picture of a uh, was a a goat stuck in a oh a, yeah yeah it's like the category was what is happening and the first answer was. The picture of this guy like headfirst in a snowdrift, and the the question answer was a uh, was a farmer trying to rescue a goat from from <laughs> trapped in the snow or something. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> we all just lost our minds. Yeah, contender for moment of the year in my, I would say um, easily. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that was funny. And that, but it also it's it's weirdly janky. Of course, it's got some Euro jank going on for sure. That's because mm-hmm. I think it, it seems to be a European made game. If, if only at least the, the questions are uh, seem to be. Um, yeah. But uh, the. Also, the buzzer system is really stupid. Where it's it just it, it, like it, whoever like buzzes in like within a certain like period of time, like it then randomly selects who actually get, gets it instead of just like picking the first person to buzz in. Uh, so that leads yeah. to some frustration. But uh, so it leads to a lot of just spamming the buzzer button. It's yeah. like pick me, pick me. Yeah, uh, it's a we had it, a good time. Yeah, it was sure. it's it was very fun playing as a group. Uh, all right, uh, is, that, is that all of your mentions, Michael? That is all of them. All right. What's your number 10? Uh, scroll back. My number 10 is Dordogne. Okay. Okay. I've no very little. I'm familiar with it. Uh, it released on Game Pass, I think, over the summer. And you play as a girl. I can't remember her name. How dare me? Uh, basically, she goes to her grandparents' house where she used to spend every summer. And then she stopped and she can't remember why. And the story is told through you playing as young her in flashbacks, trying to piece together what happened. But it's this really heartwarming, just cute game. All the art is like watercolors. It's gorgeous. Uh, It's sold me pretty early on with these like shattered uh, Silent Hill shattered memory puzzles where you're kind of manipulating objects in the environment to to shake out a key or something, but the game stops doing that altogether at one point. It it just kind of feels like you're, Mm -hmm. it's just a walking simulator at that point, but the story had uh, kind of engrossed me at that point. So I played through to the end. It's only like four hours too, which helps. That that says something because Michael, if you don't, if you don't know him, is not super big into story in games most of the time. It's not not usually his aspect that grabs him. We're going to talk more about that. Yeah, yeah. This, this, let's go but, on. But this year was a, this year was an interesting test of that theory. It really was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Dordani is cute. Uh, if you've got an afternoon, I killed I killed it in like two little sittings. So, uh, yeah, it's worth checking out. All right, my number ten is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. Um, it's a the campaign i haven't played it but i've heard is atrocious it's just a train wreck of a but uh, they made it they made it had to make it in a year uh, so i'm not gonna 
be too hard on them for that. Also, I just don't play the campaigns anymore. Um, I have a very unique relationship with Call of Duty to most people. Uh, my wife uh, is a big fan of, it's grown up a big fan of competitive Call of Duty. So, like, you know, the eSport. Uh, and she got me into it when we met because uh, I was a bit of a last Call of Duty fan at that point. Uh, and so uh, I play these games now. Well, we, we play ranked specifically. So now I look at these games very differently from like the standard like, casual player of the game. So I think this game is a pretty is one of the is probably the best one since uh, of the, it's better than the last two. Uh, so best one since Cold War in 20. 20 whatever 21 uh three call duties ago uh yeah it it plays pretty well it feels good um it's it's decently balanced the maps are, are good because they're this remakes of modern warfare 2 maps which is a weird it's so many layers to these the reboot remake names um uh-huh. uh the rank hasn't come out yet it comes out probably next month uh so just waiting for that but i haven't you know it's probably the game i'm gonna sp- like the previous game, which I don't even like that much, is still probably the game I put the most time into last year. <laughs> just playing ranked because I do. I just love. I, I just love uh, competitive um, games, uh, and uh, Call of Duty is my my drug of choice. So uh, looking forward to that. But yeah, it's gonna. It's probably a game I put. A, I'm gonna put a shit ton of hours into next year as I just grinding that. So yeah, number ten. Nice. All right, what's your number nine, Michael? Number nine is Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line, which is just that just rolls right off the tongue. Isn't it technically Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm Final? Bar? Oh, probably. But... <laughs> I guess if you want to, if you want to get it, make it even worse. Uh, uh... All right, go ahead. Uh, it's the latest entry in Square's rhythm-based Final Fantasy game. Like I thought, it was just a rhythm game, but it actually has like weird RPG elements to it. But I played it to completion. Well, not to completion. I beat every track in the game. Yeah. Which is like 200 something yeah, crazy. Ton, right? yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Uh, it's pretty fun, especially when you're playing when you're playing the songs that you know and like it's at its best. But because it covers all the Final Fantasies up to 15, I don't think there's anything from 16 in there yet. It's a shame. It, uh, <laughs> it kind of wears on you after a while, but I was sure. determined to play them all for the bingo card. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, What's the bingo so card? It, <laughs> uh, uh, Backlog Busters. Every year they do Backlog Bingo where they put out a card and then you play games and as you beat them, you slot them into different squares that have uh, qualifiers on them like Beat a Rhythm Game. So... This was that for that. Uh, yeah, the bingo card's always fun. I'm anxious for January 1st so I can start the new one. But Data Rhythm is fun if you're a giant Final Fantasy fan and you like the music and rhythm games. There's no reason not to check it out. It's that series is pretty. Uh, this is I would say that series is good. This is the only one I've played of it. Okay. Yeah, I, I've thought about it getting it a few times. I because I, I think my, I'm a, a bit of a late bloomer, but I've come, I've officially become a Final Fantasy fan this year. I think as a, like, as a, <laughs> as a whole series, uh, as a, someone who loved fifteen, as one as weird as it loved fifteen, uh, loved remake, remake part one. 
love 16 this year. And I guess I should put an honorable mention. Just uh, I beat Final Fantasy 6 for the first time this year. Yeah. Uh, which was a it's, a it's a great game. Surprise. surprise. Um, it's a so that was yeah. It's been a big Final Fantasy year for me this year. And uh, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna look to beat more of the uh, the older ones and uh, hopefully hopefully next year we'll see. Um, just as 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 we go along. But I'm rebirth uh is my most anticipated game of the year next year so yeah big final fantasy year for me yeah definitely um my number nine is mortal kombat one um it is the latest mortal kombat game in case you didn't 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 know that i guess it's should the because it says one and <laughs> right in the title yeah so I might say from, from the yeah. title you wouldn't be able to gather that yeah uh yeah it's uh they they had been doing their mortal kombat injustice uh cycle for a while this is they did mortal kombat mortal kombat this time um i think because of some like behind the scenes shenanigans and some, some question about whether warner brother was gonna still be their own the owner of whether the realm whole thing anyway mortal kombat uh probably my favorite campaign uh, definitely definitely my favorites my favorite uh campaigns story mode whatever, whatever you want to call it um uh, since mortal kombat 9 so in uh, over 10 years the best one they've done uh and it it does get into it gets back to the multiverse stuff, which which uh, I I was getting a little tired of by the end of the last one, um, or maybe maybe I'm just in retrospect I am now, but um, it's I think the first half of the story is my is my preferred half, but it's still good. the The climax is still fun and ridiculous in a way that Mortal Kombat can be. Uh, it feels great. The cameo system's cool. Um, this is this is the fighting game I prefer to play single player as opposed to the other one on my list that I prefer to play against people. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I think it the invasion mode is interesting if a little like repet if a little too repetitive, um, unfortunately. So and then also I think the uh, the monetization in the game is kind of shitty for like the skins and stuff, which is uh, I just I just miss regular skin unlocks and stuff in, ga- in yeah. games. It's never coming back, but, you know, it's whatever. So Mortal Kombat but, doesn't have the crypt anymore? Uh, there, no, it does not have a crypt. It has, uh, like, a has a dragon that spits out stuff to you. <laughs> oh, a gotcha. Uh, People love gotcha stuff. Yeah, it's a gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, but it has this game has the best, uh, my favorite, Johnny Cage, and uh, Liu Kang and Sha- and Shang Tsung in it of uh, the whole series, I'd say. So wow. those, yeah, they uh, they're all great. Um, if you if you if you like Mortal Kombat, you've probably already played it. So, uh, but if you haven't, <laughs> yeah, it's a recommend. All right, Michael, what's number eight? Uh, one you're going to talk more about when it gets to your entry. Uh, mm-hmm. My number eight is Street Fighter Six. So all I right, my fighting games. I am not a fighting game person in the slightest. I could do smash and that's about it but uh <laughs> capcom kind of sold me on street fighter 6 with the world tour mode giving it more of a single player not quite open world setting it's really interesting um so you go in and make your own character mm-hmm. and then you have missions that all involve you beating up people or objects or robots yeah, but then I'd... you kind of go ahead I would, I'd say I would just really quick. I think I'd recommend. I'd say it's kind of like Yakuza esque in terms of like it's the way it's structured. But uh, any, for for like people, but yeah, you you can handle the single player stuff. Uh, you, you played more yeah. than I did. I exclusively played World Tour mode. I did not touch a single other, <laughs> any other menu in this game. 
Uh, it kind of fell off for me towards the end because I felt like I was super underleveled because, of course, it has RPG mechanics, and I was just... I think I'm four fights away from the end, but I was thoroughly getting my ass kicked, and I was basically going to have to go grind to be able to progress anymore, so I ended up putting it down, but I had a good time with what I played, which was most of it. Uh, collecting the different specials from the different actual Street Fighter characters is a cool concept. Then you kind of mix and match their abilities as you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, the single, single player mode is cool. I didn't put that much time into it, but uh, it's... Oh, man. The the weird superhero from the World Tour mode, that should be on the watch list. Yeah, what was that guy's name? I can't remember, but it was real funny. Yeah, you, you find some real weirdos out there when you're... Uh... Uh, when you're fighting in the streets. Um, let's see. Number eight. Six times. For me is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Oh, wow. Uh, a little lower than I thought it was going in, uh, personally. Uh, but um, it's... Uh, I think it's just, as I've gotten further away from it, I just have... It hasn't, like, something I've been thinking about much. Uh, but it's a really well, it's a really well-made game. Uh, it's, it's a Mario game, so of course it is. Uh... It feels great. It's uh, I'm not, I'm not a big 2D Mario person, but I still I beat the, I beat this one. Did not did not do all of the I did some of the, the secret levels, but did not go back and do and do the rest of them. Um, I liked some of the hub stuff they did, like in World Four specifically. I liked I liked running around the desert in that one quite a bit uh, and finding all the hidden secrets. I thought that was mm-hmm. the closest the game gets to uh, Odyssey, uh, which is the best Mario game. Easily, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those games that just like when you're playing, you're like, man, this just feels fucking good. Uh, <laughs> I think the wonder effects are a little oversold, personally. Uh, yeah. I think they they like they're cool. Uh, they definitely take inspiration from Odyssey's hat stuff uh, as well uh, in terms of like the turning you into enemies and stuff and uh, having you like do like giving you a stealth mission, turning you to a Goomba and making it a stealth mission is fun. Um, if if a little. It's a little frustrating at times, uh, but yeah, that's it, it, the wonder effect. They they do look cool a lot of the times. Um, if but it kind of it does lead to like a, a thing where you like it, part of the secret secret ex- exit finding is doing the wonder seeds and then come back and doing the regular exit can be t- at times. Um, yeah, I don't. It's 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 good. It's good. Uh, I've heard the multiplayer is good online, but not locally. Haven't done either. But uh, so there is that. But I'm not not really in Mario for multiplayer. I'm not. Yeah, uh, apparently that local multiplayer is just complete garbage too, as we yeah. found out during the the fire escape stream. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll, yeah, again, I, and uh, I thought I thought the Bowser fight was pretty good in Wonder as well. But uh, yeah, it's 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 I, a good it's it's good Mario. I I have not been, and I'm not. I don't even think I'm as high on it as you are. Uh-huh. Like as as a Mario fan, it's just. Uh, like you said, the wonder effects are pretty oversold. I think the fact that there's one in every level makes them kind of feel less special, even if they are different most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's not on my list, and it's wild that the Mario game came out this year that just did not make my top ten. Yeah, it's, it's Sonic Superstars, right? That's, that's the one on your list. The... <laughs> <laughs> so. Were there two Sonic games this year? I feel like it was just... Nah, maybe I'm just thinking of the one from last year, Frontiers. They probably, they probably re-released the old ones again. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's a, oh wait, no, there was there was the uh, the the who killed Sonic thing. The, oh yeah, the murder yeah, the of that dog. The, I don't yeah, think that's April, what I'm thinking of, but yeah, that was the thing. thing. Yeah. Um, all right, what's your number seven, Michael? Number seven is Dredge. Uh, all right. It is a solid loop of going out and catching fish, avoiding hazards, and then using those fish to upgrade your ship. But I found that I could not care less about whatever their story the game had. I just wanted to catch fish, and as soon as I fully upgraded my ship, I had no further goals and just stopped playing altogether. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even remember. Like, I know it's like there's a mystery going on, but I just like just sailing around and catching fish. Um, I cannot remember what the the actual premise is. What you're supposed to be looking for? Yeah, I think you're trying to get you're trying to get out of there or something. Yeah, sure. You're like you're like trapped there. I don't know. Whatever. The fishing the fishing has is the fishing mechanics really good. I like the the, the it's got like a the three click system. Not a three kind of like a golf system, a golfing game system. But uh, yeah. It's uh, it's quick. It's like it's like really quick and satisfying. And speaking of fishing games, I'm sure it's not on your list either. Uh, Dave the Diver. I really wanted to like. We streamed it a little bit, and just in the 15, 20 minutes I watched you play, I'm like, wow, I like the the diving stuff. I do not like anything else that the game makes you do. Yeah, it's kind of the same. I didn't even love the diving stuff that much. Um, I know what uh, Jason Ariola. Uh, editor in chief yeah. of Games of Junk. That might be his game of the year. Uh, it was as of like the summer, so I have no idea. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he 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 loved that game. Uh, I want I wanted to like it more than I did, but I did not like it that much. Yeah. All right, my number seven is Lethal Company. Uh, nice. A game that came out of nowhere for me, um, and it's a very much in the vein of Phasmophobia. Definitely a spawn of of the Phasmophobia craze. Um, but better uh, because it leans into the horror comedy aspects that uh, Phasmophobia kind of created like as a as a side effect. Lethal Company is all about it. Um, it's uh, your sim- super simple concept. You work for a company uh, and you have to run. You have to go into land on planets and collect scrap to then bring back to uh, meet a quota. If you don't meet if you don't meet a quota at the end of three days, you get fired. Uh, by fire, that means launched out of the back of your uh, your spaceship while it says you're fired on the screen, um, which is very funny every time. Uh, the 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 trick is that uh, uh, these uh, these planets aren't the most hospitable planets in the world, filled with everything from quick uh, environmental hazards like quicksand and dangerous thunderstorms to electric bees, spiders, and uh, and most terrifying coil head monstrosities that kind of work like the weeping angels in doctor who, where if you, if you aren't looking at them, they, they chase you. But if you, if you look at them, they don't do anything. Um, so yeah. And, uh, but the, the, the true secret sauce is the proximity chat in the game where, uh, if you are with, which is like it says, if you're near close to someone, you, you can talk to them. If you're not, you can't hear them. Um, and also, if you die, you get put into a different voice channel, so you can't speak to your teammates anymore. Uh, <laughs> and so there's like times where like I had an instance where uh, a friend of mine, uh, we were playing, and we walked through a dark corridor, and he rounded a corner, and he goes, 
oh shit! And then I just hear a hail of bullets as a sentry turret that he had discovered unloaded on him and murdered him immediately. And that was like the last thing I heard of him. And like also it was flashing in this dark hallway, so I just saw like just this viscera and all that. It was. Uh... <laughs> and then there's like the time where we we there are four of us and one of the. And one of us that said, right, I'm going to go do this really quick. You guys can uh, head off to the to the building and start collecting. Like, yeah, all right, we'll go do that. And then 30 seconds later, the three of us that had decided to go off to the building had fallen into a pit with a lake at the bottom of it and drowned to death, uh, unbeknownst to the other player, who then proceeded to go to the building to look for stuff uh, while we're all watching. Because once you die, you can then spectate everyone. So we're all watching him talk to himself as he... Uh, is collecting scrap and seeing if anyone's around and uh, he gets stuff and he runs back and gets to the ship and if you're in the ship you can uh, monitor uh, other players so you can leave someone behind to monitor players and and, and enemies and help uh, keep people safe um, and he gets back to the ship and he goes to the monitor and he starts clicking through each of our things and we're not moving Okay, this one's not moving. And he's just like silently clicking through each person. And then as he gets to the last person, he goes, Did you all die? And at that point, we all <laughs> lost our fucking minds. <laughs> so it was, uh, it's just, it's hard to describe the physical comedy of it, of course, but just like the, the way your characters look and move really adds to it, too. It's a, it is, I don't know if I've ever laughed this hard, this much, at a, this many times at a game. Like, it, like, usually the joke like runs, runs dry after a bit, but it's, it really is, and it's it's also early access, which usually I, I don't put on my list. But um, it's pretty, it's relatively feature complete as terms of like conceptual, like the, the concept of it. They just keep adding stuff to it, and they did a Christmas update where the uh, and where the uh, the dropship that brings your supplies has a um, uh, plays a plays a, a MIDI version of a Christmas song as it's landing, and then like uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> It just it's, reminds me of Metal Gear Solid Five with Pequod. You could make it play different '80s songs, and yes. every time you come to pick me up, it play "Take on Me." Fantastic. Yeah, yeah mine played "Man Eater" every time they pick me up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Leaf of Company is wonderful. Uh, I'm sure I'll be playing it pl- plenty more in the future. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely one I would like to play with our with our group, our little group. Yes, it's uh, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just straight up a horror game if you play it by yourself. <laughs> so I guess know that. Yeah, going I imagine in. so. Yeah, but because uh, because it's really you know it's very quiet when they when everyone else is gone. I'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different. The variety of monsters is really crazy, and the way that they kill you is really. There's even like a loot bug that you can barter with. Like it'll attack you unless you give it like stuff, and then it'll run away. Like you can like trade with it, <laughs> and there's like a whole a whole concept of that. Um, yeah, it's there's a lot of surprising uh, depth to some of the monsters that have gone in the game in it, but it also is just janky as hell, um, in a, in, a, in a good way. Yeah, that can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. All right, what's your number six, Michael? Number six is Pikmin Four. Like, uh, hot on the heels of of Tiny Kin making my list last year, I was yeah. kind of interested in Pikmin. I had played. Some of two back in the day. I think I still own it for the GameCube. And uh wasn't wild about it. It sounded like... I think Firescape talked about how 4 was easily the most accessible one in the series. So I'm like, yeah, what the hell? I'll check it out. And ended up playing it, beating it. Didn't go for 100%. For, uh, there was something that was rubbing me the wrong way by the end. But... uh I feel like you didn't like it's the Dandori fun. battles. I think you told me. I did know? not like the Dandori battles. Yeah. Uh, I felt like it, some of it's 
it's just kind of a crapshoot sometimes whether you're going to win or lose because the game can suddenly be like, oh, hey, this thing that your opponent's already carrying is suddenly worth multiple times points. Like, cool, thanks. Uh, but it's fun. I liked coordinating my Pikmin who unfortunately fall to that AI of we're going to get stuck on the stupidest little thing and that can lead to some frustration, but it was fun. Yeah, Pikmin 4 was like one of the, in a year full of like big releases, I was surprised by how how many people really like Pikmin 4. Like, because uh, uh, Pikmin's always been like a bit of a niche franchise. It's like, yeah, uh, bigger on the on the higher, like the on the more popular end of niche, I'd say, but uh, still like not a massive one. But I feel like anyone that plays 4 really likes 4 um, a lot. I wish so. I'd put together a list of all the, the Nintendo releases this year, because like every Every major series had at least a port, if not a new game this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except other Star than, Fox. Other, yeah, then the Star Fox. Yeah. Even All F Zero. Right. Yep, even F Zero. God, I forgot about that. You're right. Um uh number six for me, fittingly, is Street Fighter Six. Hey. Uh Michael talked about single player. I'll just say I played hundreds of ranked ma- matches. Uh probably would have played more if it wasn't for like just the sheer glut of releases. Um in this not just not the summer alone uh was like a lot of back to back to back big games in the summer, which is usually when not many things come out. Um But yeah, man, does it does this game feel good? Best Street Fighter uh, is better than much better than five, uh was coming out the gate. Uh, at least as good as at least as good as four. Um, it's it continues the tradition of the the even number releases being the popular ones, uh, even though three is my favorite. But uh, well, third strike specifically. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I I I am a I Chun Li mained, which honestly was probably a mistake on my part because she's one of the higher skilled uh, gap uh, higher the harder <laughs> characters in the game, and I play on a controller, and that's so I probably I probably would have done better if I hadn't, but um, I still had a great time. Um, Man, those uh, those Street Fighter is just like the most fun fighting game to play online. In terms of just like it's just, it's just like it's so uh, easy to follow. Also, when you're watching as well, and like some of the anime fighters, it gets insane. But uh, yeah. I I totally forgot to talk about it when I was when I was talking about it. Uh, the modern controls that make oh, it a hundred percent more accessible to to a, a wiener like me is is was huge. That was probably the the main selling point. Like. I like this world tour mode. I don't know that it's going to be for me. And they're like, well, here's Smash Brothers style controls. I'm like, sold. Bring it. Yeah, it's an incredibly accessible game. Um, big cast. Uh, again, looks great. Uh, the uh, the hub stuff is fun and where you can you can play against other people's created created characters. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's just a really good Street Fighter. Game um, is redesigned as top tier. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> All right, Michael. Uh, we're in our top five. Top uh, five. Let me what's, what's your, back. What is your number five? <laughs> my number five is Sony's Insomniac's Marvel Spider-Man Two. Mine, mine as well. We're both number oh, both of our number five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2018 was probably my game of the year that year. I'd have to look back. So it's wild to see Spider-Man Two sitting at number five on my list this year. Just. A testament to how stacked this year has been and a testament to how my tastes have changed in the last few years. Uh, a shorter, highly replayable game is going to be an easier sell for me these days than these AAA story 
show set piece showcases. That being said, Spider-Man 2 was a lot of fun. Uh, getting the black suit and seeing it transform Peter, not f- just physically, but mentally, too, is probably the best they've done. I, I think we we talked about it in the uh, the bonus. Yeah, we have a, we have a big spoiler cast episode about the story for that yeah. game. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a good it's my favorite of the of the three they've done. Um, yeah, easily. Yeah, it's but, uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, the the character switching is really awesome. Uh, the the I think the combats uh, we, they, they, getting rid of the uh, weapon wheel I think was a good choice in terms of speeding up the combat personally um, and ma- just making it snappier. Uh, Story is the best one they've done. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good game. Good. Curious to see where they go with the uh, the third. Yeah, yeah, we 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 have some theories, but we we don't need to get into that right now. But uh, all right, Michael, what's your number four? Number four is Baldur's Gate three. Holy shit! I didn't think it'd go this high on your list. I'm glad. I, I did yeah. not expect this to be on my list. I bought it basically on a whim because everyone's been hyping it up to hell, you included. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, well, shit. I did not like Divinity Original Sin one or two. I just these CRPGs are not for me. I don't need to buy it, and I don't need to buy it, and then I bought it, and I played it for a few hours. I made four different characters, trying to get a feel for something to latch onto. It's like, God, I did, did I just waste $70? I, I knew I was going to like this. Why did I buy it? And then I decided to give it one more go for research for this list. And I was like, what the hell? I'm going to do a Dark Urge character, which, for those who don't know... Dark Urge is one of the the origins you can pick. You can either make your own character, you can play as one of the the pre-made characters, the other party members, or there's the Dark Urge option, which still lets you make your own character, but this character has basically overwhelming intrusive thoughts, where it wants you to kill and maim and just be an all-around asshole. And at first it was... Funny enough to keep me interested because you meet one of the characters who is stuck in a portal and all you see is his hand and the dark urge option is to fantasize about cutting his hand off and your character kind of blacks out for a second and when you snap back out of it, the hand is laying on the on the ground in front of you. <laughs> okay, this this might have some legs. And that's all. And that hand comes from one of the party members yeah, that you could have. It, now he goes with me wherever I go because that hand is in my inventory. Um, that being said, uh, the it kind of got me interested because the character is alluding to something controlling them whenever the Dark Urge takes over. Mm-hmm. I'm curious where that goes. I don't care a whole lot about the main story. Mm-hmm. And... The issue I'm having now is the combat. Uh, it's standard tabletop stuff, which I do like, but I'm in this weird gray area where I feel like the game is equal parts, not fast enough, and it goes too fast at the same time. Like, I, I don't want to be one of those let shit on turn-based games because I love them quite a bit. Uh... I don't want it. I don't think I want it to be an action RPG. 
but you roller tag and then it happens so fast like you'll miss and it's the enemy's turn and they do a whole shitload of damage to you and it's like holy shit what just happened and at level five all the the main attacking classes get the ability to attack twice so an enemy's turn can virtually wipe out your party if you're not prepared like I almost want it to be to have an option where I can roll to attack, I can roll for my damage just like you would normally do. It would slow the game way, way down, but that's kind of what I'm looking for, I think. Isn't I think turn-based mode does that if you turn that on. Well, I mean, yeah, the the actual combat's turn-based mode more or less, but I want to Physi- I, not physically, but when I go to attack someone, I want it to prompt me to roll the dice to to see whether I hit. Because mm. just selecting attack and seeing the miss pop up or just, yeah, you hit, here's the damage, okay, moving on. It, it rushes through it so quick. It just, I, I feel like it, it it's losing something for me because of it. Yeah, it, I mean, it it does show the dice in most in pretty much every other scenario in the game right um, so but yeah it, i think i mean to, to speed combat up it doesn't do it does the it does the dice in the background um, oh 100 percent. So, like I'm, I'm sure yeah. that's why they did it that way but yeah but but yeah it, it is it is i can see the uh the disconnect be, uh, because of they do it in every other aspect of the game um, which i do love that they just show the dice all the time um, yeah uh but yeah, I am. I am glad you gave it a second chance. I really am. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite good. Like I, I'm pretty sure I've said this. Maybe I haven't said it on episode yet. Uh, John and I started a co-op game, and we got to a point where John was doing talking to this magic mirror, and he's answering this trivia, and he ended up getting it wrong. We had to do a fight, mm-hmm. and then we go through to the next area, and we fight this giant spider. It almost wipes out our party. It was a, a pretty grueling battle. It took a while. So the next day, when I'm playing on my own, I went and did the same things. And I smashed the mirror with a rock. And when I went mm-hmm. to fight the spider, I hit it with an arrow that knocked it into a giant pit. <laughs> and just sidesw- sidestepped both of those those big hurdles that we had dealt with the day before. And I think just the fact that there are so many different ways to address each problem is fantastic. Yeah, I that's, knew about the I, I knew about the rock. I knew you could break the mirror. That's one of the options. But uh, I wanted you to find that out on your own. Uh, <laughs> the spider in the pit thing was uh, that was new to me. That was very funny to hear <laughs> that you just launched it into a pit. Yeah, and then uh, and then afterwards, I, I hit a scroll of featherfall and jumped down a different pit, and I found the corpses of the little spiders from that fight down there. It's like holy shit, this is they really did think of everything. Yeah, I think it's a very good co-op game too. Oh yeah, because definitely. It, it gives you complete freedom uh, to 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 both to all players. It get, they get, you get complete freedom, which uh, lead, can lead to a lot of different things. Um, uh, yeah, that's cool. Even, so, even if it devolves to you talking to NPCs, and I just keep shooting fireballs. Yeah, like clicking through, clicking through NPC dialogue just to get just to <laughs> get quests. You know, like you can you can play this game for the story or not at all and have a great time. It's uh, yeah. yeah. All right, my number four is a game I haven't finished yet which is usually not going on my they usually do not go on my list um but i'm i i i'm just conf, incredibly confident this is where it belongs if not one spot higher depending on how i feel at the end alan wake 2 uh a game that took a little bit for me to really get into i think it has 
don't know if it's I don't know if slow start is quite the right word because um, it's uh, but uh, the uh, once it like but once the story gets going like I, I I think Remedy is probably my favorite storytellers in games right now uh, yeah. there with, with this in control uh, I am just so invested in their universe that they've created um, I mean this game makes me want to replay Control um, just to see like the the connections more clearly because I had not played Alan Wake one either when I played the first when I played Control the um, the first time uh, which I've done now uh, so yeah I'm curious for that but yeah the while the combat is a little frustrating in terms of it's just not as good as like RE4 combat is which it, which it, or the RE2 I guess it'd probably be closer to uh, RE2 remakes combat. Um, it's just not as good. I, the enemies are, I think, too fast, and uh, for how mobile you are, I still don't think the dodge is great in this game, and I hated it in the first game. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it play it does play it is more much more satisfying to play than the first game is. I think um, it's more survival horror-y. Uh, the uh, I know you didn't like the flashlight mechanic. Um, it doesn't fully burn your whole meter each time when you do it uh it's also you can get upgrades and stuff to where you can right. recharge you recharge your flashlight after kills and stuff like that too um so i've uh, i have not i think i only had one instance where i'm like oh shit i'm almost out of batteries but then i immediately found more um so that's uh but yeah the combat it's it's passable uh, but man, this is a story, and the and the FMV, and the way they tell it's just the way they tell it in a way that only you can you can only do in games. Kind of like the way like, you know, I think the only other, only other series that has done this that way is like Near, um, and I just enjoy the story way more than Near's story. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, easily. But uh, yeah, I'm fully invested. I'm like 14 hours in, um, and I think it's like a 20 to 30 hour game depending on how much side stuff you do. Uh, which might sound pretty long for a story game, but I think uh, because it has the two simultaneous campaigns going on, you can switch between back. You can switch between at will, not at will. You have to be in a certain spot to do it, mm-hmm. but you can switch between um, when sort of when you want. Um, yeah, it's uh, also we sing is a thing people talk about a lot, and it's uh, while there's some combat in there that actually fr- again frustrated me. The actual stuff going on, of course, is still like man, this they, remedy just they just have fun when they're making is, games, man. Is we saying what people are saying kind of rivals the the maze from Control? The, the ashtray maze? Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's, good, it's not as good as the ashtray maze. But the ashtray maze has more of a build-up to it. We saying is just... Huh. The, the ashtray maze is like the thing the whole game is building towards. Yeah, but, I uh, cannot wait to replay Control. <laughs> it's yeah. so fucking good. Yeah, it's, it is not as good as the ashtray maze. Gonna say, but it is still really cool. Um, and really, really fun. It's just really goofy and fun um yeah uh and that song will be stuck in my head forever because i haven't done that had to hear it um but uh um yeah what's your number three michael uh real quick i want to chime in about alan wake 2 it did not make my list uh this is what john was alluding to earlier with the me actually caring about the story but not liking the gameplay which is a weird turn of how i normally am the game immediately grabbed me with Saga and her her mind palace and all, basically just doing being a detective, which rules. I always love that shit in games. But then it gets into the survival horror stuff, which combat was a main focus of the first game, but it was so simple. It was kind of it made me wonder why they bothered to make it just to drag out the length of the game. I guess 
Yeah, the, it's. I think there's less combat. I also accidentally played the game on hard. I guess the first game. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, but uh, the combat seemed like it was just always happening in the first game. But that could, yeah. again, it could have been hard. But I think there's there's much less combat in um, the second right. one. I would say there's way there's, more downtime. And the the first game is also a lot more focused, a lot li- a lot more linear. And I yeah. Spent way too much time in the little bit of time in two that I've played just wandering, trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go next. And I feel like if I had a dead space guide arrow and had the ability to just turn off combat, I would rate this game way higher than, well, not being on my list at all. Like, I want to know where this story goes, but I really kind of don't want to play the game at this point. Yeah, it's, um, I think. If you get once you get past Alan's first, like once you get to the point where you can switch between the characters, I think that's when the game really like uh, takes off. Just like in terms of where I got fully hooked, so and that's like five or six hours, I'd say. Um, I, yeah. I still, I, and I don't. And the first five or six hours is not bad. I'm not saying it's like oh, it takes that long to get good. It's just like <laughs> take that long for me to like, get fully fully hooked. Where I was like, oh, I just want to keep playing this game. Yeah, I'm. I'll definitely get back to it and give it a shot. I know. Control added like a shitload of accessibility options. I'm kind of hoping that they do that with Alan Wake too. Yeah, they have the story mode difficulty. But I don't know what that. I don't know what that it's changes. What but... I'm on, and it's still not <laughs> like I'm still not feeling it. All right. What's your number three? Uh, my number three is Double Dragon Gaiden. That you know that oh, Double Dragon okay. game, Double Dragon game that came out this year that zero people talked about. <laughs> uh, it is a not quite just a standard beat em up. I mean, it is and it isn't. You go through, you kind of. God, how do I even put this? You can select your stages up front, a la Mega Man. There are four different ones, and then you go to the final stage. But as you take out these areas, the remaining ones power up more. So you mm-hmm. go through like this one set in a pyramid and it might just be going through the the outside desert and then you fight the boss at the entrance. But if you wait long enough to go take this place out, you'll go up the pyramid and you're fighting, getting through all these traps and shit. And then you're going down the pyramid and then you'll fight the boss on the other side. So it's a pretty cool how they did that. It's not just you run through each stage real quick and it's over. There's also a lot of playable characters. You start with four, and then you can unlock more of them through in-game currency. And they do like a Smash Brothers-style special meter, or special attacks. So as you build up this meter, you can push the direction, the special button, and everyone's got different specials. And they are super fun to use. My favorite character is uh, Marin. Marion? Marin? You know, uh, my favorite character that I don't I think it's I think it's Marion. I think it's Marion. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Uh, she's got specials that drop mines and she shoots a bazooka and she has a handgun and she's super fun to play as. Uh, I expected to like it a bit. I did not expect to beat the game and immediately start it again <laughs> several times. Cool. Oh, it's also got roguelike elements which uh oh, of course spoilers for the rest of my list uh, i really like i found out i really like roguelike stuff 
But you beat a stage or an area of a stage, and uh, it'll let you select from different boosts, benefits, whatever, to uh, that you'll carry through the rest of the run. And uh, it, it's goddamn, the game is fun. Awesome. I I I only heard Jeff Grubb and Mike Bernardi talk about that game on Giant Bomb. Is like like they've been it was really enjoying it. So. Glad to hear you liked it. I'm I'm not yeah. I'm just not I'm just not a, a beat 'em up slash brawler. Right. Guy. Yeah. Never have been. It was again, which is weird because I love character action games, but uh, but I don't I don't like the, it's a side scrolling. I guess I just don't I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. Good. Yeah. Good be. Uh. Yeah. My number three is Final Fantasy 16, uh, a game I put nearly 70 hours into. A game that I had at times I was like, do I want to finish this? <laughs> you know, because they were they were definitely lulls, but man, are those highs so, fucking high! Oh my god, this this game, in terms of like set piece moments, I don't know many games that even could, could compete with this game. Um, the stories, I think, I think it's more the characters are are good as opposed to the story. The story's fine uh, overall. Uh, becomes very, it starts out like very like Game of Thronesy, then it becomes like. Uh, uh, JRPG, JRPG anime ass anime stuff, uh, fighting, uh, fighting God basically. Um, so, uh, but the the combat's great, if a little shallower than it needed to be. Then, then uh, I would like for a game as long as it is. Um, uh, definitely, there is a lot there. There, there is a lot of depth there, but it's, I didn't find it necessary to dig into like. Um, to like get high scores and stuff like that, uh, to, or to do better in the game. Uh, I found my mm-hmm. things that I liked and I used, um, for the most part and I used them. Um, it has F bombs in it. I think it's overplayed how much there are in the game. <laughs> I really, I don't, I think people, I think the, I mean, it's uh, in, um, it's violent. It's also, but it's like, it's not, it's not insanely violent by any means. Um, it's, uh, it's M rated, but like, there's and there is like insinuated sex in the game a couple times, <laughs> so oh, interesting. I don't, yeah, um, it's a really good it's a really good romance between two of the main characters, um, and yeah, it's just really good. It's uh, the soundtrack's incredible. Uh, some real absolute bangers um, in there. Uh, yeah, it's just a game that. Um, it's not my favorite Final Fantasy, but it's really damn good, and that's what I think. It's one I appreciate for how different it is compared to the other ones. Um, how unique! It's uh, did it, own, it, it They tried an action thing, and I think they, for the most part, succeeded. Uh, yeah, those those boss fights, man. Whew. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I tried to get this game through GameFly, and they sent it to me, and it took forever to get here. And I put it in the PS5, and it would not read the disc. Like, yeah, yeah it's the uh, tracks. <laughs> uh the uh yeah it's also it's barely an rpg too there's like there's a loot system but it's might as well not be there and then like there's um you level up stuff but it's not much you know you it like auto level it like you just basically get more health and more attack but you know it just it's it's mostly just a really long action game <laughs> so uh and it's it's only 70 hours because uh i did all i did all of the side <laughs> stuff in the game uh which only was only good for the the actual like, things you did themselves were pretty um forgettable but it was the it was the writing and all the in all the here and all the world building and stuff that i did it for so and it was good 
that was good. So mixed. Nice. So that was you know mixed opinions on that part, but overall, just a, it, it's a hell of a hell of a game. What's your number two, Michael? Number two, <laughs> my my newest acquisitions. But uh, as I was playing, I'm like, oh shit, this is a, this this one's got legs. Number two is God of Weapons. I bought it what Thursday, I think. Yeah, it's pretty I've recently. Put looks like five point six hours into it according to Steam since then, which is not a lot, but I guess in two days, three days. Uh, this is Vampire Survivors meets the inventory management of Resident Evil 4. Okay. <laughs> so you, it, it plops you on the floor. It spawns enemies in basically what they call waves, but it's different floors of the dungeon. So you have to survive for progressively long amounts of time. And then afterwards, you use the gold that you picked up to buy new items, new weapons, and you have to rotate them around, slot them into your inventory, whatever to make them fit. And then you, you go to the next floor and just repeat runs take like 30 to 40 minutes. But what really got me is the huge amount of unlocks. There's like 20 ish characters. I didn't actually count all the silhouettes that you can see standing around, but then each character has three different aspects that change their stats about, about them, how they play. Uh, you're unlocking more weapons and items that can appear as you're playing in the shop. Holy shit, this game is <laughs> this game's a lot of fun. I, I definitely see losing many a Saturday afternoon to this one. Yeah, Michael Michael loves his vampire survivors games. He's uh yeah. there is what's that one that came out earlier this year? Is it is that on your list? Am I spoiling gear number one? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh Halls of Torment? No, it was the it was the one I played for one of the next fests. It was um it was like a three you were, it was like three D uh is it called don't remember it's all right i don't remember no. yeah, there, yeah there were a lot a lot that one, this year. That one was good also uh, told me it was all right it's it has like diablo one or diablo looks, two aesthetics looks, looks very good oh, oh 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 i know what you mean uh yeah. let me look, look through my list i'm pretty sure it's still installed oh shit what was it i, I know exactly which one you're referring to I must have uninstalled it. Shit. Sorry for anyone on the edge of their seat here. I cannot remember what it was. But anyway, God of Weapons is good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you, while you do that, if you can't find it, I'm going to look for number. I'll give my number two. Uh, Resident Evil Party. Apocalypse Party. Yes, that's the one. Uh, that game's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, did not make my list. Number two. Resident Evil 4 Remake. Technically, it doesn't say Remake. It's just Resident Evil 4, but it's Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, a remake of my second favorite game of all time, fittingly my number two on the list. Uh, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, and 4 is uh, the best one, in my humble opinion. Uh, and this remake did the impossible of being almost, if not just as good as the original. Uh, it is. It feels great. Uh, I, most of the uh, most of the new additions, or even some of the cuts they made, were smart and well, and just added to the pacing. Um, I, I don't know. It's just a video game as video game uh, with uh, with some of the, what's might be my favorite favorite com probably my favorite combat of the year. Anything? Um, the parry system's really really satisfying. Uh, it's even when you're 
battling a chainsaw with your knife is silly but awesome. Uh, the little mini open world hub thing they did in early on in the game was really cool. Uh, Interesting. I yeah, that. there's like yeah, it's just a, it's it's a small it's just a small part of the game for the most part, but uh, it's it's uh, and totally optional if you you don't have to do it. But uh, it's it was cool uh, with some a bunch of little side stuff to find. Uh, they made the it made the island um, better. Still the worst part of the game, but so it's but um, it's still it's even better in this one. Uh, yeah, it's a god, it's such a good game. Um, again, Capcom also makes has are the best at making their games replayable still uh, with great rewards and stuff for beating the game multiple times and different at different yeah. speeds. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's it was a game I thought for sure would be my number one until I played the actual number one game on my list. Uh, <laughs> no, so. no surprise what that is. Yeah, uh, I'll let you do your number one first, though, Michael. Oh, you know I should have read through this other list of of games that I I did play but didn't make my list, and then games that I wanted to play more of. So I'm just gonna fire through these real quick. Uh, games I played enough that probably could have made my list but didn't. 20 Minutes Till Dawn, Alloweg 2, Dead Space Remake, Hulls of Torment, Star Wars, Jedi Survivor, Super Mario RPG Remake, Mario Wonder, Tesla Grad 2. Tesla Grad 2 came out this year. Oh, wow. No one talks about that. <laughs> and then uh, WarioWare Move It, which was meh. And then games I wanted to play more of is... Give me one second. Ugh, sorry, had to cough. Okay. 30XDX, Nine Years of Shadow, Adore, After Image, Atlas Fallen, Cassette Beast, Diablo 4, Fire Emblem Engage, Forspoken, Gal Guardians, Gumbrella, Hi-Fi Rush, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, Metroid Prime Remastered, Octopath Traveler 2, Persona 5 Tactica, Prison City, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Sea of Stars, Spiritfall, Thirsty Suitors, Vernal Edge, and Viewfinder. Jesus I appreciate, Christ. I appreciate that was all alphabetical. <laughs> oh yeah, a, I always I, yeah. I have to keep shit off of medical or else I can't find it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, do you want anyway. me to do number one? You want me to do, me to do number yeah, one first? Go or, for it. Let's because you, you, you already know what it is. But let's uh, talk about Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Baldur's Gate three has been my number one game since I beat it in September. I want to say when I finished it. Uh, got it in August. Beat it in September. Uh, what man? It's just it gave me everything I've wanted from a like a, it's not a Bioware game but it might as well be from a Bioware game since totally. since, the Mass, since Ma- Mass Effect Two probably I would say it's the best uh, Bioware style classic Bioware style game I mean it is from and Bioware did the first two Baldur's Gate games so it counts um, it's like the character the I loved the pull party which is hard to do um, I didn't think like they're they're all they all have their own unique depths and even like characters you think are just straight boring like will might be is really interesting and his his story's fun yeah uh, yeah like it <laughs> yeah they they i they find they find a way to make every character every, every party member compelling and i really appreciate that i do like the combat a lot i know it didn't click for you but i think it has because i really cause again i was similar to you in that i tried the divinity games and just could not get into them because of uh the i think the combat specifically um, maybe that's one we need to try co-op yeah. and see if that yeah, helps. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because uh, uh, I want to say, the, they. I think the combat works. Uh, I forget what, there's a few differences they made that made the combat. Uh, I think there was a turn order in the first, in the in the Divinity games, as opposed to good guy, one side goes first and the other side goes, I think. Oh, I mean, this, 
so Baldur's Gate still uses the initiative, but it does tend to group together all the characters you're playing. Because even when you and I were playing co-op, I would go separate, and then you and the NPCs yeah. would go on your yeah, turn. Yeah, maybe maybe that's not it. There is there are some differences I don't remember, but um, there are it's that makes that improve that made it better for me. Uh, I I think the main story is pretty good. Uh, once it once it gets going, um, I, I was I was invested in the mystery and the places it go it, it does go some places for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Like the guard the guardian in your in your that uh, speaks to you inside the. Um, uh the what's it called the um the device the the, the 20 sided die that's the actual yeah yeah the, the MacGuffin the, the, the MacGuffin uh yeah that 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 goes places too that I was not expecting um it has some it, it's incredibly funny uh intentionally and unintentionally uh <laughs> the shove mechanic is just is perfect um the the situ- like the the banter between characters is really good like michael mentioned like we mentioned in previous categories yeah it's just uh, it's a game i bought saying like why am i doing this i'm not gonna i'm gonna play like 10 <laughs> hours 10 hours of this and then never play it again and i just i love i loved it um i'm loving playing co-op again i'm considering starting another character soon um for an evil run uh and also they put out an epilogue recently that i haven't i haven't done yet because uh, because the end of the game is a little was a little rushed originally and I know, and I, they've all they've done is like improve the game since it came out. Um, Larian's doing a wonderful job of that. Uh, I'm glad Michael likes the game because I feel less. I, f- I feel better gushing about it. Um, <laughs> now, I feel now. guilty that you talked yeah. me into buying it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a game that will probably as be my personal top ten games of all time when when I after a few once once I let it settle for a few years. It's just, it's just one of the, it's just like, you know, it's just one of those games and it's not flawless by any means. It has plenty of issues. Um, but that's kind of like why you, why you love those games more too, you know? So it's, uh, uh yeah, it's, it's a special game that, I I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I gave a chance to. Yeah. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Michael, what do you, what's your number one? John, did you know that I like row lights now? I've heard. <laughs> think, so is, it, is it is it rogue is that your number one <laughs> yeah just, just the yeah, original yeah, rogue yeah. Like, surprise it came out uh a long time ago <laughs> yeah to do the math, I think, i'm like no i give up i forget like in the 80s came out in the 80s right so like, i think it's 70s 80s 70s around, yeah 100 years ago yeah uh but hades hades 20 xdx these games really solidify. It's like, holy shit. I for a second you said Hades was going to be your number one game. And hey, <laughs> Hades like, again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for cutting you off. It, Sorry. It could have been Hades 2 Supergiant. Uh, <laughs> where is it? I guess it's early access. It wouldn't have counted. Uh, I forget where I was going. Anyway, roguelikes are good. I realized that I mean, oh yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, give me a short, highly, highly replayable game, and I will take it over a ten to twenty hour story driven single player experience every time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Spider Man Two and Baldur's Gate were my five and four, and then Double Dragon, God of War, or God of Weapons, are my three and two. Backpack Hero is my number one. Hell yeah! It released. <laughs> November 14th, I picked it up the next day, November 15th on the Switch. I've played it every single day since then. I have 
According to my Switch, I have over 60 hours in it. I bought it on PC the other day because the Steam Winter Sale is going on. Holy shit, this game is fun. So, God of Weapons was Vampire Survivors meets Resident Evil 4 Inventory. This game is Slay the Spire meets Resident Evil 4 Inventory. Instead of having cards that you play for your attacks, you are slotting in these items that you get for after combat and moving them around and popping them in your inventory. But then they'll have added effects, like you might find gems that boost the attack power of any weapons that are in this specific column that you put it in. Or, uh, goddamn, <laughs> like a hundred examples are coming to mind all at once, trying to filter. Uh, there are armor pieces that do, that grant you more armor depending on how many spaces there are to the left or right of wherever you place them. It's just all that little shit and mapping them around is like, okay, well, if I put this here, then I'll have to move something here, but then I can move that here. Oh, and then that adds bonus to this attack. It's holy. It's, it's that dopamine rush that I fucking crave. And I can yeah. get through a run in like half an hour. And then I can immediately start with one of the other four characters. There are five playable characters and they're all vastly different. So your main character is person. She's the standard experience. You level up, add more spaces to your backpack, you get weapons, attack, and the next character is Satchel, who is a bird, he's a bard, and when he levels up, he gets backpack spaces in the form of, like, Tetris pieces, and you put them around the grid, they don't have to connect, they call them different pockets, some items are powered up by how many pockets you have, how many different individual pockets, and they say he's a bard, so he can use weapons, but he also gets instruments and he inflicts a debuff called charm, and once the enemy's charm level gets more than their HP, then they come to fight on your side. This game's so fucking good. I could I could talk about it for entirely too long, but I won't. Um, I, I love it. All I know, uh, what I'm really hearing, Michael, is that game of the year is Resident Evil 4's inventory system. Uh, <laughs> Which, there was that game. Yeah. It came yeah. out, like, last year. I can't remember what it was yeah. called, but it was specifically a puzzle yeah, game based around that. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, it's, yeah, it turns out that inventory system is uh, ripe for games. Uh, I'm yeah, glad, right. I'm, I knew you would like Backpack Hero, and I'm glad you did. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm like, this This is a Michael ass Michael game. I had, uh, I had heard of it, and then that last direct where they shadow drop the 1.0 had the trailer i'm like oh maybe i should like look into this a little bit and i watched some youtuber play a little bit i'm like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah it's uh it's one i'm a little curious about just because i love re4's inventory system i'm immediately like oh, i mean i do love that so yeah i might i yeah. might play i'll probably play it at some point my so. main complaint is that it's not long enough runs are not long enough Okay. Because you go through three separate areas that each have two floors and then a boss floor. And after you get through floor nine, the third boss, it lets you continue in endless mode, but it ramps up the difficulty significantly. So you're basically not going to make it through another loop. It's like, uh, so by the time I'm in the end of floor two, I'm finally getting these builds that are just so much fun. It's like, I just want to keep going with this. Like, Give me, give me, there is a story mode. I have barely touched it. I don't imagine 
that it lets you just keep your builds going. I think it I think it you dive in the dungeon to get resources to build a village and then I think once you go back in you're starting fresh again. Mm. But holy shit. I really like this game. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad I'm glad. All right. We have one more category in, in this monstrous podcast where we in this podcast has become monstrously long. Uh, <laughs> Caves and oh, Jones. Yeah. Superhero of the Year nominees. Uh, so this this is a show about superheroes. You know, that's kind of what we do. Um, yeah. So here are the nominees. Superman. Maybe you heard of him. <laughs> uh, Miles Morales. So this is all specifically what they did this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Miles Morales, Peter Parker. I split them up specific. I split. I split them up because. They they both had significant things uh, individually this year. Miles Morales, Peter Parker, Wonder Woman, Blue Beetle, Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, Miss Marvel, Rocket Raccoon, the Ninja the Ninja Turtles because I didn't know if any of them stood out from the movie, uh, and Aquaman. <laughs> uh, right. I'm immediately going to cut the turtles just because how lukewarm I was on the movie, but uh, they also. Don't get to do a whole lot because because they are kids. There's like one montage where they're going through beating up a bunch of mobsters, uh-huh. but beyond that, they they kind of just get their asses handed to them a lot. I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that montage. It's pretty good. Yeah, um, that yeah. easily the best part of the movie. Yeah, uh, it's really good. Really good mic drop on that on that song. Really, uh, really good montage. Uh, Aquaman can get cut. Uh, we didn't like the, we didn't like the trench that much, and the movie's just decent. Um, and then Rocket is the kind of like it. Guardians Three is pretty much centered around Rocket, uh, mm-hmm. more of it, more his past, uh, and it's really well done. I just don't think he's gonna win this category. I do think he would. I do think uh, he's great in that movie, though. I'm gonna have to watch it at some point. I just yeah. man, I can't give a shit about the MCU anymore. I, I I get it. I get it. Um. I mean, we got a we we got a year coming up. Uh, I guess we didn't talk about super superhero movie thing, but like, I feel like this is the year. This is a lot of people feel like, and I agree, this is the year like the superhero movie damn broke in terms of just like yeah. people's like um like the people's desire to go out and watch them. And next year is the first is only got Deadpool three, and that's kind of it for superhero oh, movies. Yeah, because Marvel pushed all the yeah. MCU shit back, and DC is doing their reset, and that's not starting until twenty twenty five as well with Superman Legacy. So while twenty twenty five is actually pretty packed with superhero movies, next year is kind of like a, a break um, for the first right. time in a long time. Well, like we mentioned three hours ago at the start of this podcast, yeah. uh, DC kind of hit one for four, and even Blue Beetle is like kind of a on the rocks whether people really liked it or not. Yeah. So oh, yeah, it, it's so. But yeah. Uh, anyway, Guardians Three is worth seeing, uh, even with that. Uh, so I had Marvel, Monica Rambo, and Miss Marvel here. Captain Marvel, Monica Rambo, and Miss Marvel. Um, Mon- I think Monica Rambo was my favorite of the three from Miss from the Marvels uh, as Photon. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think any of them they don't none of them stand out enough to like be superhero of the year and they only had the movie so I just wanted to highlight that, that they're on, is that on Disney uh, Plus yet I don't know it came out in November so probably not but it might yeah. be soon if it isn't uh, if it is that's that's that one also worth a watch and it's uh, like an hour 45 minutes or something like that it's uh, uh it's good it's good okay uh um 
now Wonder Woman, I think, can also get cut. I do love her current DC run, but that's kind of like all she has going for her this year, I think. Um, mm-hmm. She does have a cameo in in Flash, but that's that's it. She's I mean, she's in Cosmic Chaos. She's the weakest of the three characters that you play as. She's kind of no nonsense, and it makes her less fun in comparison. Okay. Um, all right. Now, I think Superman is a lock for this. Um, and so... I think we should cut one of the Spider-Men, personally. Uh, and I think it should be Peter. I'm gonna... Yeah, because, like... Peter had nothing to do in the movie. He's barely in it. Uh, I do like him in the game. I like getting the black suit. But without Miles, he would be lost to it. Yes. Uh, Miles so, uh... saves... My, Miles is... is save, and plus, Miles has Across the Spider-Verse this year as well. Um, yep, it's that yeah. he's had a big year. So we have our three, I think, uh, and this is the three I thought going in would be the three: Superman, yeah. Miles Morales, aka Spider-Man, whatever you want to call, it, whatever you want to go by, um, Blue Beetle, uh, which I think really signifies our our show as well. These three superheroes. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so Blue Beetle, we had the we had our we had our character spotlight, and which was we weren't which we've learned that we didn't really want to read much Blue Beetle after we did the character spotlight. <laughs> Oh yeah, because um, you you started to, yeah. Just, uh, the, the, those initial uh, issues. But his Donna DC run is actually pretty. It seems pretty good so far, uh, and the movie is good. We did like the movie. Yep. So, but uh, I don't think he can hang with the other two. Yeah. So he can. He we the strong runner up though for this year. Surprising, yeah, for sure. surprising strong runner up in Blue Beetle. Uh, character neither of us really cared about coming into this year, and I think that's what's cool. That's kind of like what our show was designed to do. So. Um, Totally. Yeah. Now between Superman and Miles, I think this is this is a pretty pretty contentious. I think uh, so. We've got two <laughs> animated an animated show versus an animated movie, and then uh, his his Don DC run, which only I'm currently reading, versus the game we both played. So I did like that first issue. Like I you did definitely you did. Through, like I I can't help but notice, John, how this is boiled down to DC versus Marvel again. <laughs> <laughs> unintentionally also like if it, it would only be more perfect if it was batman versus spider-man oh yeah um, yeah uh but true, it's pretty it's, true game came to junk fashion I, though but, yeah uh so my event to superman is really good that's mm-hmm. that run is really good but i feel like my i feel like it was miles this year you know i feel like he got I yeah, I, th- I think Superman had more to do between the show and the the comic and like even Cosmic Chaos. He he was the character I played as the most, uh-huh. whatever that's worth to anyone. But I don't think what anything he had was as impactful as Across the Spider-Verse and Marvel's or uh, Miles's impact in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I think we're in agreement here. I th- and also he was he's a he's a highlight in Spider-Verse as well. Uh, the 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 comic, yeah, uh, which we uh-huh. yep. nothing it doesn't more of a spinoff stuff, but he's he's good in there as well. Um, the only way it would be better if we had done absolute carnage instead of Spider Verse, where he gets the symbiote and holy shit, his his design. Oh, it's one of the unlockable suits in the game. There, where he gets like yes, the, the, yes. the glowy yeah. orange shit. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of suits in that game. He's suits. missing the, the six arms, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we I think we're at a consensus. Miles Morales is so. Agent Young Superhero of the Year. What a beast! Yeah, 
All right, I'm going to go back through our list here. Um, uh, my, t- my TV show of the year was The Bears Season 2. My best of Donna DC was Superman. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman very close. Uh, and could change for ne- going into next year. All right, our Capes and Junk Superhero Movie of the Year nominee, uh, uh, runners-up and winner, Michael. Would you like to announce those? Yeah, we had uh, at two and three, we had Blue Beetle and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and then the winner was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, not very contentious on that one. <laughs> uh, my movie of the year was Godzilla Minus One. What was yours, Michael? Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I'm sure it makes someone cringe every time I say that. <laughs> hey, you like what you like. That's uh, right. This is yeah. subjective. Capes and Junks. Arc Reaction of the Year nominee uh, winners. Uh, winner and runners-up. Uh, runners-up were Green Lantern Rebirth and Exiles 1-6, through six, and our winner was Alan Morris Swamp Thing, Volume 1. Hey, we, we read some great shit this year. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Can't wait for next year. Absolutely. Um, Alright, Michael, who is our Dork of the Year and who are our runner-up dorks? Our, our Capes and Junk Johnny Cage's Dork of the Year nominees. Well, the, the, I'm just reading. I did, did it too. Did We're it just reading, so <laughs> reading what's on the dot. <laughs> I did it every time. <laughs> uh, runners up are the Cult of the Tree and Chai from Hi-Fi Rush. And the winner, of course, was Ken from Barbie. Yeah, is, could, who else Kenuff. could be but Ken from Barbie? He, he is Kenuff. I Am Kenuff is such a is such a perfect hoodie. It's just like, I know it's it's played out. It's All of it's played to death at this point. But man, the first time, you, the first time seeing that was just like, man, yeah. god damn it. Ryan Gosling just absolutely fucking nailed that character. I'm also a big Ryan Gosling fan. He's one of my favorite actors. So I'm uh, yeah, I'm uh, kind of learning that I am too. Like with between that and Crazy Stupid Love, like holy shit, this guy's got range. Uh, I, it's it's an R-rated comedy, but God, the nice guy is might be his best role. Um, it's between that and uh, Barbie and Ken. So, uh, but yeah, I <laughs> I cannot recommend the nice guys people enough if you uh, if you haven't seen it. Uh, my game of the year with Baldur's Gate three, Michael. Your game of the year was. Backpack Hero. And Capes and Junks Superhero of the Year runners up for Superman and Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle surprising. Uh, yeah. Surprising contender this year. And our winner, uh, Miles, Spider-Man Miles Morales. That's fitting. Both the runners up are DC and then the winner was Marvel. So it kind of balances out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, man. What a. This was a this was a way longer than I expected, but man, it was a it was a good it was a good time. Uh, Turns out when we get chatting, it uh yeah kind of bloats a little bit. Yeah, uh, we but yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to highlight all the things. It was a great year from for movies and games. Unfortunately, not for the industries uh, themselves, uh, yes. but uh, I do. It was good to at least highlight some of the things that came out of them. Uh, the, one of the best game probably the best game year in uh, five or six years, uh, and then. The best movie. I don't remember the last year I had this many. I liked this many movies. Uh-huh. Um, Next year should be slower all around. I yeah, think. I don't. I don't. I probably only have a superhero movie of the year category next year. But um, mm-hmm. unless unless there's some an, a bunch of animated stuff, uh, I guess I guess Beyond the Spider Verse should be coming out next year. Yeah. If we do this at all, John John's got a uh, life changes I, on the way. Yes, I I'm uh, facing fatherhood next year. Uh, so that'll be a bunch of changes. Uh, don't know if I'll even have ten games to rank next year, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll 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 see. Uh, but yeah. yeah, this has been a it's, this has been a great. This is well not technically this is not going to be the last thing you hear of us because this is going to come out before our last uh, before our final Capesmas episode. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 
uh, yeah, this is just uh, celebrating the things that we liked this year. Um, you got anything then, else? You, you, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Michael. I was just gonna say at the end of that that Capes and Junk episode, we kind of delve into where we're going at the beginning of the next year. So uh, check yeah. that out. A lot of cool plans, a lot of things I'm excited about, a lot of things already already in the works. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah. Until next time, guys. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening. Goddamn. Yeah. Thank you. Jesus. <laughs>